for the first down and still on his feet. RG3 is going to outrace everybody. Roethlisberger looks, crosser, grab, he caught it, fights to the goal line, breaks the plane, touchdown Pittsburgh! That might win them the division! And the handoff to Tomlinson, left side, and he will gallop into the end zone! Charger fans are witnesses to history! ...to the Blitz podcast. Uh, as always, it is your host, Mr. Kane Schwartz, and I'm joined by these two... I don't know, fabulous gentlemen, sure. Jaden Kozak, Tyler North. We got the uh, the after hours running tonight, which is pretty dope. It's our uh, second late night podcast. How are we, are we feeling juiced up, Jaden? Yeah, I'm feeling great. I mean, probably going to be the most exciting division to talk about. All four of these teams made big moves. So yeah, we got a lot to talk sure, about. Tyler, you feeling, uh, you feeling wired for sound? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say is this might be the most exciting division compared to the last time I was on. We did AFC South and that's probably the worst division. So talk about highs and the lows of the NFL is right here on display in the last two episodes that I've been on. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is uh, this is going to be a, a great episode and having, you know, you guys on makes it even better. So I'm excited. Oh, yeah, man. All right, well, let's hop into it. Uh, what we got on the docket, let me get the, uh, I realize the graphic wasn't displayed all pretty, but it wasn't clear. We're doing the AFC West today, and uh, we're super hyped for it, man. Wired for sound, as Tyler said. So, I mean, yeah, like, it's probably the best division, and probably we're going to have a decent amount of debate on this one, for sure. I think it's not only, like, the best, the most exciting, though. Like you said, each team was making moves this offseason, it's just like a lot in one division. I mean, you could basically just take the AFC West and let them play each other, you know, throughout the year for 16, 17 games and then decide a winner. And I think everybody will kind of be okay with that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Ooh, all right. Oh, dude, what the fuck am I doing yawning? I am wired right now. Jeez. Those two, I was going to say those I two already, monsters. I only downed one of them. Should have went Red Bull. Yeah, oh, come on. Fuck the Red Bull. All right. Can I turn yeah. everybody on real but quick? But it gives you wings. It does. And I was on the Red Bull train, like, for a while, like, my freshman year, and then, like, most of summer. And then this school year, well, all of summer, and then this school year, these Monster Juices, man. And yeah, I, we were talking about that. They are not a sponsor, but if Monster Energy wants to be our first sponsor ever, uh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, of, of course, course we'd, we'd love, love to have you. you. But these shits are gas. Like the Mango Loco, what I reckon, the Blitz recommendation. I'll speak for all of us. All right. Let's dive into some fucking football talk. We, we do have the best division in football ahead of us today. So, can't wait to dive into that. So, without further ado, let's dive into the Las Vegas Raiders to lead us off. So, as the graphic shows, um, on the addition side, they bring in head coach Josh McDaniels over from New England, which to say it was surprising might even be an understatement because McDaniels seemed to be like, I mean, he could have gotten a head coaching position anytime he wanted, in my opinion. I mean, he had a job ready and lined up in Indianapolis back in what, 2016, 17, something like that, and then backed yeah. out of it last minute. Um, they even had like the press conference scheduled and everything, but he backs out and then 
it was just expected, like, oh, this guy's going to stay in New England, and, like, he's going to come after Belichick. But didn't happen. So, guess he's going to the Raiders now. But, hey, all the all the best hopes to Josh McDaniels, and he's probably going to fucking crush it with – are we taking uh, – Tyler, are we taking Derek Carr or Mac Jones? If you're Josh McDaniels. Uh, probably going to be taking Derek Carr. I mean, look at the weapons he's got. Um, first of all, I want, the one question I wanted to ask r- right off the bat, Josh McDaniels, where is he ranking on your new coaches going into this year? There's nine of them. Um, well, let's and I can off. read them off to you really, yeah. really quickly. Brian Dable, Doug Peterson, uh, Josh McDaniels, Kevin O'Connell, Lovey Smith, Nathaniel Hackett, Matt Eberflus, Mike McDaniel, and I think there's one more, Dennis Allen in yeah. uh, New Orleans. So well, and there. Todd Bowles. Yeah, and Todd Bowles, yes. The notables yeah, yes. there for me, McDaniel, like Mike McDaniel, or um, and then uh, Hackett for sure, notable for me. Like the, really, yeah, I think so. I mean, the guy, who, I think, the I guy, think the guy who led to Aaron Rodgers to another MVP season back to back. I mean, shit. I'll I think Dable's the only one that I'd have out in front wow. of him. I agree with that. I, 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 like, think, I, think, I like Eberflus, but not for Chicago with the current situation that they have. I also think the Doug, I mean, we talked about it. I think the Dougie P signing is, or, or bringing him in to coach Trevor Lawrence, like, I think that, that could be a really good sign. Obviously, they need a little bit more pieces there, but I think two, three years down the road, that could be the best signing. We never know, but I think Josh McDaniels is a great, oh, I mean, we're sitting here saying he's what, top three? He, he's in that that top three group of, oh, of sure. coaching signings. Oh, like, at any given rankings. point, I feel like he was top five, like, if people knew he was in consideration for a head coaching job, I feel like he would have been top five for every single team in the NFL. You know, like, four vacancies, so after the after these couple of years, but I'm also a fan of Kevin O'Connell, man. I think he's going to do good things. I am. I am. I've seen him interviewed and stuff like that. I mean, he's fucking ready to ball out. So I'm all in on Kevin O'Connell too. But Josh McDaniel's definitely a home run hire to say the least. So and then what you were trying you were what trying to throw some shade early on with uh, Derek Carr, Mac Jones, trying to throw that yeah. in my face right away, yeah. right off the bat. You know. Right, we're getting right back to the Mac Jones MVP talk. You know it. You know it. Got it. Got to stay no, true think, to our I roots think, here, man. I think. Derek Carr might be the most resilient player in the NFL. The guy has gone through the gauntlet when it comes to coaching hirings, when it comes to having picks, uh, I don't know, arrested, whatever you want to label him as. I think he's gone through so much crap with the Raiders. Moving cities. Moving cities. (laughs) Yeah. I think James Connor recovering from leukemia. I'm talking has, about in this. I'm talking about in the scheme, the, the grand sphere of football here. I'm not talking about other factors because then we can go to Shaquem Griffin playing with one arm. I mean, if yeah. you really want to get down to it, we can keep doing this, keep doing that. But um, I think I, I want to throw this out there. Like, would you Would you rather with Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, or Derek Carr? Russell Wilson. I might take Derek Carr, dude. Until I'm, I'm a fan this year. I'm all in. This season's going to prove that because we obviously saw the last half of the season when he got back healthy and it wasn't pretty. It wasn't what we remember of Russell Wilson. Healthy. I'm still going to lean on the side of what, and we'll get what into we him. think Russell Wilson was. Yeah, I'm, obviously we'll talk about that. But if we come into the season and we see a lot of what we saw in the second half, then that really is going to change a lot of opinions on what Russell Wilson is and we're going to start seeing the decline. And we might see some bad, bad things for Denver after all they just gave up. But we'll get into that. 
Yeah. For sure. Rapid fire there. Ready? Yeah. Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Dak Prescott, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. No. Kyler Murray, Derek Carr. Kyler Murray. Kyler. Trevor Lawrence, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. But I think if you gave I dude, Trevor Lawrence is like I know everybody's shitting on him right now. No, he's ready. He played terrible he's last ready this year. But with Dougie P, I, I think we're gonna see a big Mitch, jump. Mitch is not a fan. Mitch is not a fan of Trevor Lawrence. I couldn't like I literally came up because he came. He looks like a whole side. new quarterback um, without Urban Meyer there. He like came he up the fourth side that night, and I was like, "Dude, do you actually believe that?" And he like sat and explained to me why he <laughs> actually believes it. And I was like, oh, "Grab God. a seat, grab a seat. Let me explain to you why." I li- I literally did. I just leaned up against the bar. I was like, "Do you actually believe that?" <laughs> Let's have a conversation. Four, four, all right, four more. Jalen Hurts. Derek Carr, Derek by a million, not even close. Carson Wentz, Derek Carr, Derek Carr by a hundred million. Mm. Jameis Winston, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. What are we talking about here? These are getting these are getting easy. And then and then my last one that I had on here was Matt Ryan. Dude, hot take. I think Derek Carr, top five MVP candidate. Ah, I mean, okay. What other? Okay, let's just let's just dive into it all. Let's do it. What combo is better between Renfro, Devontae, and Waller? What do you mean, like, between what combos two, two, are better? Two wide receiver and one tight end. I don't think there's another combo out there that's better in the NFL. Because yeah. the other time, Tyreek's gone. Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle you, is close, maybe. Yeah, that's okay. the only one that I can really think of. Because that's the only other dominant tight end that has a good receiver with him. Like, Andrews has nobody. Kelsey has nobody now. Um, Hawkinson really doesn't have anybody in there with him. Pitts has absolutely no one. Yeah. And then it's a big drop off. It's definitely, that. I mean, if you want to count Dallas Goddard and AJ Brown and Devonte Smith, but I'm still mm, taking what Vegas has. One. That's a good one. Um, I like that one. That one might challenge it. Honestly, for real. I think Dallas Goddard, he's a dog. He's a certified dog. Yeah. But, um, I, like I said, top five, I really do believe that Derek Carr is poised for, he's going to finish top five in MVP voting, put it. Market. That's that's what it might I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna get into this offensive line here in a minute. All right. All right. Sweet. Might have to retract that statement. All right. All right. All right. Last thing I'll mention about Derek Carr, and then we'll get into the, the rest of the additions and subtractions. But um, and they're not. Derek Carr is not a new addition. So of course, I was gonna say of course he did Derek get Carr a new contract. Yeah, he did get a new contract. Yeah. You're right. That's very true. Um, we'll talk. We're gonna talk. And that about should that, that should filter into the addition side too. Um, but I will say. That Dan Orlovsky, and I mentioned this on two podcasts ago, one podcast ago, he came out with a list of quarterbacks that you can like win with, with uh, win with, win because of, and then not win with. And um, Derek Carr was one of those guys that you could win because of. Because so many years, he was just throwing to jack shit, and he was still winning them games. By himself, like was he winning a lot of games? No, also because he didn't have anybody. But he was winning games just because of Derek Carr. Like that was the reason. Happened to walk by the TV today on ESPN. He has the third most passing touchdowns through his first two seasons in NFL history. Had no idea. Is that only behind Dan Marino and Herbert? Wow. wow. Dan Marino or Derek Carr? And I like. Dan Marino, Derek super Carr. under the radar. I mean, he's he's done it. I he's mean, done it very quietly yeah. because think about where he is. He was in exactly. this phase of like, you had Rodgers, you had Brady, you had Peyton on 
toward the end of the career. Big Ben. Yeah, Big Ben. Rivers. And then you got this new wave of guys. It was like... Well, he also and Stafford overshadowed what he was doing as well. But he came in with like RG3 and Luck and that whole... And Mariota and Winston. Yeah, he came in in 2014, and that was the clowny year. And he was a... Pretty sure he was like a second-round pick. He was. And th- that was the Bortles year. Yeah. So, okay. like, no good quarterbacks up at the top. So, he wasn't really thought about, like, very highly. I think he won the job in his rookie year, didn't I he? I believe he did, yeah. I'm pre- I don't – did he start his first game? I mean, he, ha- he had to start, you know, pretty soon to get 53 touchdowns oh, in his first two for seasons. Sure. But I don't know if it was that f- – I-, I guess it was that first game. I guess they were, like – we got nothing to lose. Oh my God, dude! The Raiders got Derek Carr and Khalil Mack in the same class. Wow! Hey, they're both still in dude, the AFC West. That was pre pre Mayock, yeah. pre Mayock era. <laughs> so yeah. God, All right, space. let's dive into the rest of the Raiders. So, <laughs> haven't even <laughs> mentioned this guy yet, but motherfucking Devontae Adams is now a Las Vegas Raider. In case anybody uh, was living under a rock during this off season. Um, Devontae Adams probably not – I mean, it's not really a debate that he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, but he he threw a comment out. Is Derek Carr better than Aaron Rodgers? Because my man threw that comment out. what is he out. supposed to say, man? He's got to hype all these, dude All up. these quarterbacks. It's his college quarterback. Right, just like, Come on. I understand that, but, like, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill's doing the same thing with Tua. It's like – What are you going to do? You can, you can – you can you can praise your quarterback without saying that they're better than your previous quarterback and throwing shade at your previous quarterback and your previous team. I don't think he like, was I just, he didn't say he was better. He was like talent wise, Derek Carr is right there. Is like on the same level as Aaron Rodgers, which is not like that's not a diss. Like that's not not yeah, true. I mean it's probably I don't not true. But hey, congratulations, Derek Carr. Let's go. Being good as good as Aaron I understand Rogers. having yeah. like I said, I understand having the confidence in your quarterback and like you're on a new team and obviously you gotta give him his hype and everything, but it's like like I said, there's just some things that you don't have to say or compare. Like you don't need to do the comparison. Yes, you do, because a lot of people are asking that question, like how is it to go yeah, from and Aaron Rodgers to Derek and Carr? And the answer that, to that that makes quote graphics. What? Yes, if you're given that if you're given that question, you say, Yeah, both guys are great. I had some great success in Green Bay with Rogers. Rogers throws a great ball. I'm excited to see what we're going to be able to do here with the Fresno State connection. I think we've got a, a great team that we've got ready to go. I think Derek Carr throws a great ball. I think he's a great quarterback, but you don't have to sit. You can deflect these questions. You can BS your way around. Yeah, but questions. then you BS your way around, we'll and the then it's like, oh, we'll like, it you're agent. not getting thrown the ball in training camp, and then you're like, oh, shit. Probably because I was talking shit on Derek Carr. You know, I don't think that Derek Carr is going to not I was throw him the ball. Because I can't imagine Devontae Adams is going to You said Aaron Rodgers was better than me. I'm not going to throw you the ball. Come on. Dude, he did say talent-wise. Like, so that means that Aaron Rodgers college- on a mental level is on a completely different breed. Like he's a champion. We're like 15 minutes in and we've gotten to the second edition talk, of our though, first man. team. Good talk. Come on. We're talking about motherfucking yeah, right, what Devontae if- Adams here. So anyway, they did bring in Devontae Adams. I believe it was five years, right? Time to that contract. Yeah, I'm so like, I think it is. You know, I think it was. Re- re- I think him and Ty- did Tyreek get five too? Did they both get five, or did Tyreek only get four? Tyreek got four. Okay, but one twenty on that. Yeah. yeah, I think Tyreek Hill got more on a per year basis because that contract came after. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, Devontae Adams headed to the Las Vegas Raiders. A little context, got franchise tagged in Green Bay. Didn't think he was going to didn't think he was going to play on that franchise tag. Like he was really upset about that. And then he ends up getting traded to the Raiders and apparently the Packers, they made him a better that this is from Aaron Rodgers like they apparently he alluded to the fact that they offered him a better contract than the Raiders did but Devontae Adams heard like because the way that uh, Aaron Rodgers contract is set up they they reported it as like three years I believe four years but he has an opt-out after every single season so he can yeah, every quarterback of that caliber has an opt out whenever they want. Yeah. You, you do. If Patrick Mahomes wanted to opt out tomorrow, he could. Well, like he actually has an opt out, like in the contract, like legally. And right. The, like a player opt right, type of situation. Exactly. And with that player option, um, he didn't want to like be at the will of Aaron Rodgers. Like he didn't want to sign a five year deal and then. Just like Aaron after next year, he's just like, okay, I'm going to retire. And then he ends up with a shitty quarterback, you know? So he knew that Aaron Rodgers wasn't in it for the next five years. Like, he was noncommittal. So I would have done the same thing. You know, he wants to be one of the greats. So go ahead and ball out, man. Get your money. Do it. All right. So also on the addition side, they bring in uh, guard Dylan Parham. Uh, They also bring in outside linebacker Chandler Jones, one of the great vets in this league. Uh, light lit up the scene last year with five sacks in the first game, and then didn't really make too much noise after that. But he's still motherfucking Chandler Jones. Um, did you guys know that he's John Jones' brother? I didn't figure that out until yes. late in the game. Because yeah. there was also the third one, which was Arthur Jones, I believe, who was the defensive tackle on the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of Chandler Jones, are him and Max Crosby the best pass rushing duo in football? Mac and Bosa. I mean, like as far as pure Mac edges Bosa, go, that comes to mind right away. I would Mac, Mac and Bosa was the other one that that was on top of my mind too. As far like Hayward, depending on what you want to call Cam Hayward, like that's kind of weird, right? I would take those. I would take Hayward and TJ Watt as players over. Okay, well then Chandler you got, then you got to start throwing. But, I don't know, like you got to start throwing the Commanders in that question. Like I hate to sound ridiculous, but we do have Chase Young, we do have De'Aaron Payne, we do have Jonathan Allen, and we do have Montez Sweat. Yeah, but those are like duo. He's like a true tackle. Cam Hayward's an end. Yeah, that's the other like, thing that I was gonna say. Payne and Allen are like yeah, tackles, yeah. tackles. Yeah, I should specify two two ends. Like, are they the best end duo in football? And I, and Mac and, and Bosa were were right up there. But who's the yeah. other end in San Francisco opposite the other Bosa? Eric Armstead. Yeah. That's pretty. It's really right good there. too. Um, I think yeah. Chandler Jones has the most sacks the last two years or the last three years combined, something like that, in football. So, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting debate. I mean, adding Chandler Jones to your squad definitely does not hurt. Um, they also bring in cornerback Rock Yasin um, from the Colts after they let him go. Oh, I completely forgot. Dude, I was trying to figure out how to fill out that damn graphic. Completely forgot y- uh, Yannick Ngakwe. Like, I traded. literally have the player that they traded Ngakwe for. Yeah. And Rakyasin forgot Ngakwe. Yeah, so. Fuck. It's like a big old blank space there. Oh, also on the addition side, if you want to count this, they did sign Hunter Renfro to a three-year extension. So he's there to stick around for a little bit. Um, but on the departure side, like you said, Jaden, Yannick Ngakwe, he's headed out of town. Um, you got Marcus Mariota now in Atlanta. 
Um, we got wide receiver Zay Jones, the worst wide receiver in the NFL, the National Football League, and there's no debate about that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. The NFL, the National yeah. Football League. Um, but yeah, Zay Jones is headed out of town. Obviously a crushing blow for the Raiders. Um, and then Casey Hayward also hitting the road, Jack, from uh, the Raiders to... Where's Casey Hayward now? Atlanta. Okay. But yeah, so... What are we thinking, boys? Uh, initial thoughts, favorite moves, worst moves. Jaden, you want to kick us off? I mean, not that we've already been talking uh, about. Favorite like, moves like, got to be Devontae. I mean, when you add a player of that caliber, pretty much regardless of what you give up, especially when you got the connection there with Derek Carr, you had a massive need at a wide receiver one because Hunter Renfro, let's face it, is never going to be a wide receiver one. Um, I Like, I had been, you know, saying all offseason, I was like, listen, Carr is fine. You get like, there's, I think it's very, like, he's about right in the middle of you can win because of and you can win with Carr. I agree like, with that. He's right in the middle of that. And before they got Devontae Adams, this was a terrible roster. Like, they had Hunter Renfro, they had Waller, they had no offensive line, they had no weapons outside of that. The defense was bad. I was saying trade Derek Carr for like three firsts, go get a top quarter because you will be the worst team in the league without Derek Carr. Go get a top quarterback and be right back in this, especially in the division now. We're like, before they got Devontae Adams, everybody was like, they have no chance, regardless of what they did this past season. But they go out and they retool and they did it with a lot of big names. Chandler Jones, another one. I don't know if he's like that good anymore. I don't think he's going to come in and be like, the best edge on the team, that's for sure. But he takes the double team, team away from Crosby. If, he, if he's your, yeah, I was about to say, if he's your number two guy, then that's fantastic. Um, I I do like, I kind of like what they did. If they're going to go all in, I, I think they did it about as good as they possibly could. Yeah, for sure. I, I totally agree with that. I think um, underrated moves that they made, and I'm going to go ahead and put this on the record now, Demarcus Robinson is going to have at least one big game against the Chiefs. I don't I like it's that. just gonna happen. I, like I don't know that. if it's gonna be in Vegas. I don't know if it's Robinson. gonna be in Kansas City, but there's there's gonna be one game where he has two touchdowns. Market. I like that. Market. Like um I would say I, I mean you can't go wrong with Devontae. I mean, it's it's arguably the best move in football um to bring in the number one receiver. I mean, there were a lot of big off season acquisitions this year, and that one's right at the top, if not at the the top. Um so you can't go wrong with there, but I I'll go back to the Chandler Jones. I just think that now that Crosby isn't going to have the double team, I mean, Max Crosby has turned into one of the premier outside rushers in football. And the fact that he's going to have some more opening is only going to make him better. Like you said, Chandler Jones at you too. That's not bad. And Rocky Sin, I think it's going to be kind of a prove it year for him um, because that, they because need the, I was going to say that the corner situation is just not good to put it very, very lightly. Um, so, I think that can help him. Obviously, having the pass rushers is going to help corners. That just is is normally how that goes. So I think that uh, it, it can really help out Rocky Sin as well as having Chandler Jones and Max Crosby being able to apply pressure. I mean, talk about two guys that can wreak havoc. I mean, those guys are beasts. Like, I mean, Mace, the, those guys get hype, man. Those guys get hype after those. I mean, these are, these are guys who are going to wreak havoc for sure. I'm excited. Uh, Jacob McLaren hits us with his... Um, Traditional Go Ravens comment. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> What's your guys' uh, off-season grade? I'll go ahead and go first. Um, I'll go. I mean, shit. 
Bring in Josh McDaniels. I mean, he's been putting together one of the best offenses in New England for the past couple years, or a very not just the past couple years, for a very long time. I mean, he led Tom Brady to Super Bowls. He, I mean, you just saw what he did with Mac Jones. Um, fantastic. So I can't imagine what he's going to do with Derek Carr, who's already a great quarterback. And then you add Devonta Adams, and then you re-sign Hunter Renfro. And I mean, that offensive line is a problem. And that defense is also a significant problem. But those two guys are going to wreak havoc, Mason Crosby and Chandler Jones up front. So that should be, that should do enough. And then they're going to have the offense to keep up with teams now, you know. So I like it. I'll go ahead and uh, slap a B plus on it. A minus. A minus. That's what, that's what I'm going to go with. Tyler? Yeah, I have it as, I was flirting between B plus and A minus. I'm going to list it as an A minus. Um, they addressed positions of need, but A, they didn't do much in the draft, if anything at all. I mean, they didn't, you know, they lost their first they round. Well, yeah, so, like, yeah. I understand. Yeah, I, I understand that. Um, but the offensive line is just a big old major hole right now. And I, which is crazy to think about because, like, two years ago, I think they were ramping up to be one of the best offensive lines in football. It's, yeah, and then they cut right, everybody. Right. Nice. It's funny how quickly it can change. So, um, I still think that that's a, a glaring need. Um, but yeah, I, I like what they've done. You know, we talked about it. They've set themselves up for success. They've set themselves up to be Super Bowl contenders. And anything, you know, I would say anything short of like at least one playoff win, you know, getting to the second round in the playoffs is, is going to be a failure of a season. Yeah, for sure. And also, one more thing, like you got to think about. I got they... them at. A... Go ahead. I was just going to say I got them at eleven and six. Um, I looked at their schedule and that's about what I came up with. And the game to watch I had was Chargers Raiders rematch of last year. Uh, it's their fir- both teams first game in December to start the stretch run. And uh, we know how that game was last year. And it's back in that that date specifically is back in Vegas. So that's wow. why I like that and could have some division championship implications. They're over under win total eight and a half. Yeah, but you got to think about like the division, you know, like and also their strength well, you- of schedule is let me check that well, out they are tied here's the for thing with, yeah but here's the that's because of the division that they play in and, and we talked about that but here's the other thing is they play the afc south this whole division does in my opinion that's at least three wins per team in this division right yeah um one last thing that i wanted to say uh on my take um you got to think about what they did last year like they had a really sucky offensive line last year and they had a really bad defense for the most part. Like, they just added to what they already had. And you look at what they did last year. Obviously, the division's a lot better this year. But well, their, their number one pick got arrested. And that doesn't help. Yeah, no, that doesn't help at all, for sure. <laughs> two. But two. Both. Yeah, my bad. Arrested. But they were still balling out, you know? Like say, like you said, Derek and then Carr. You had the John, and, then you, and then you had the John Gruden drama going on, too. Right, exactly. And they took that team from last year who was successful, and they only added some of the best, most notable players in the game right now to that team. So, yes, but, those but are they still lost needs. A, but they lost Say Jones. You're... True. Jaden, what are your <laughs> – does that, like, put you down to, like, a C-minus, I imagine? Yeah, I mean, Dev- Devontae Adams just can't replace what Zay Jones brings to a football team. Jacob, we are being sarcastic, um, man. I'm prob- Jacob is one of those guys that would believe that Devontae Adams is better than Zay Jones. And it's – we hate Zay Breaking Jones. Breaking news. Tyler, Tyler's a huge a fan point. of Zay Jones for some reason. He's all over his cock. Couldn't tell you why. Um, but 
He showed flashes last year. I mean, when 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 what NFL Renfro's pro there, wide receiver doesn't show flashes? I mean, he 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 made one. the most of his opportunities. Like, I you felt can like. say that about anybody. Like he showed flashes. Like okay. All right, I, I won't attack you for the Zay Jones take anymore. But Jaden, go ahead, take the floor. Um, I'm probably gonna lean towards the uh, B plus side. I know that both of you were debating on that, and it's not because like I didn't like what they did. Like I said, if if you did want to go all in, um. I think you did it about as best as you could. You go get Devontae Adams, who's a legit difference maker. I mean, that's a force multiplier like pretty much no other in the NFL. Um, you add more. And then even what they did with their their few draft picks, I think Dylan Parham was a great pick. He was, you know, getting a lot of second-round buzz. I think Neil Farrell was also a great pick. Their run defense was pretty bad towards the end of the year last year. Um, I just – the whole idea of buying in with what you had currently constructed. I just, I can't get behind it. And I feel like no matter, like it's pretty apparent. And I mean, obviously I could be wrong where it's June, but I don't think this team's winning a Super Bowl this year and to go out and give up the stuff that they did. I mean, you still have Trayvon Mullen and Rocky Sin as your two starting corners. You have Jermaine Illuminor, Andre James, Denzel Good, and Brandon Parker as your left guard through right tackle. There's just a lot of things that I'm concerned about here. I mean, that's like two legit problems. You were saying this this was like straight up the worst team in football. I was. I was. I was. And roster wise, there was an argument made that they were. They just and they just added. I was a Raider Raider believer there. They played. Oh yeah, me too, man. They played Cinderella all year, and good for them. But I think a lot of that good fortune just isn't really going to fall their way this year. I, I, it always the it always comes back to the medium, like it all it always comes back to the middle. That variance that they got last year, I think, might kind of fall down for them. I I mean, Tyler already said his win total. I think I had them at like nine or eight. Um, I'm kind of leaning that way. <laughs> nine or but, eight, right? The, I mean, the two sides of the over under. <laughs> well, whether or not yeah. you're five hundred or not. Well, so I'm leaning. Yeah, I'm leaning away from Tyler, I guess. Um, cause Tyler had them. Way I had 11 and six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like that variance is going to come back to bite them this year. And they're not, you know, all right, you're doubling down back. on the Raiders sake. Okay. You know what else yeah. we haven't okay. talked about this entire time when talking about the Raiders, a healthy Josh Jacobs. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I'm not saying he's a, he's an elite running back, but he's still, a. a he's at, out of running back. He's a top 15 running back. I would. I would say that. Oh yeah, and and he was that's like and he was a running back last year that that, that people were writing off. I mean, he was he was the guy that coming into the season. I mean, I know me from a fantasy perspective, he was. I wanted no part of Josh Jacobs going into last year's fantasy season, and he actually did. Well, okay. I think that was Kenyon. That was that was Kenyon Drake. Correct. I think a lot of that was like them bringing him in, especially he was with him on having a, a starting role he was on in Arizona. Game, right? He's not there again. I think he's back in Miami. Uh, right? He broke his. No, he's still he's still in Vegas, but he like broke his ankle in like the last game of the That's season. That's what it was, yeah. So Josh I don't know how soon he'll be back, but they did. Their second pick was Zamir White from Georgia, yeah. the running back from Georgia. Um, so they also declined Josh Jacobs' fifth year option. So all signs point to the fact that this is his last year in Contract Vegas. Here. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it is a contract year, but I feel like as a running back, like that can't be much motivation for you because like you're like, yeah. even if you go ball out, everybody's just going to be like, oh, okay. The running back cool. with, like, with injury history. Saquon's contract is going to be uh-huh. up this year, like, and nobody Saquon cares. or Josh Jacobs, who you taking? Um, Honestly, I just that's, I can't. That's a hell Saquon. like I, that thought in my head of Saquon being like the best prospect, like as far as position value aside, probably the best prospect. His muscles out, like, are too big years. on his legs that, that they're just, getting injured too often. That just can't escape my mind. All right, um, rapid fire, Mon- David Montgomery or Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs, David Montgomery. Yeah, Monty, Monty was Damian ball. Harris, Josh Jacobs, Damian Josh Harris. Jacobs. Leonard Fournette, Josh Jacobs. Lenny. Fuck. And the final one. I'm a fan of Josh Jacobs, Jacobs too. For, oh God, that's so tough. Because I think Lenny benefits from, A, not having to be like a workhorse back where he can, you know, split with. He might have to this year. Ronald Jones. Or he might have to this and year. And you have Tom Brady. You don't, got, uh, you don't got, I know Geo's still there, but you don't got Rojo anymore. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how good he is, but I think that he just gets the benefit from like all that going on around, also, and you just get to yeah, go punch Tom people Brady's in the mouth. Quarterback, like, that also that's Josh, ja- Josh Jacobs, Ezekiel Elliott, final one. Ah, damn. See, well, yes. Kane, I know you're, uh, I know you're very strongly opinionated about this one. Why? How's that? Your little Ezekiel Elliott's going to be outside of uh, the stadium with a cardboard sign that says, "I need, I need a job," or "I need money." In week two, I remember that. That was Dude, that was a moment on the podcast. Pollard is still like I. I've talked to Cowboys fans; they believe that Pollard's a better running back. And this is not just one Cowboys fan. They believe that Pollard's a better running back, and that might be a little biased because they're paying a whole shit ton of money to Zeke Elliott, and I can't be imagine. I can't imagine that they're very happy about that. But they believe that they want Tony Pollard to be the guy. So these are Cowboys fans. All right, wait, bonus one. J.K. Dobbins, Josh Jacobs. Got to take Josh Jacobs. Ah, I can't buy the J.K. Got to take Josh Jacobs because we haven't seen Dobbins play. All right. So there it is. All right. Shit, boys. So let's move on to the next team on our plates, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs. And oh, how far they have fallen. Just kidding. They did lose Tyreek. Which, uh, dude, have you guys been seeing. what he's been saying on you went out. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. There's no graphic on. Oh, really? How about that? Oh, there it is. You're yeah. good. All right, sweet. Um, but have you guys been uh went away? What? You should be able to see it. What are we talking about? Yeah. I see it. Now. Come on now. I can see it. On I don't have screen. it on I'm on Skype and I don't see it. Weird. Um anyway. Uh did you guys see the comments from uh Ty Hill on his new podcast? I think it's like it needed had to be said or something. Like he just had his first episode and he like further shit on Patrick Mahomes. Like he was like, dude, like the last year, Andy, like anytime that I wasn't in the game, he told Patrick, he was like, Look, man, it's gonna be a rough day. Because like obviously you gotta keep an eye out for the cheetah. When the cheetah's not on the field, like it's a different ball game. And honestly, it was. And which is common yes, sense. Right. True. And they asked, I mean, I'm not going to take away from Tyreek Hill, but like. And they asked him whether he preferred the long ball of Patrick Mahomes or the accuracy of Tua. And he was like, I'd rather get it right in the bread, in a bread basket and take it 70 yards like he did against, I forget. But. Bills in the playoffs. I, I was there. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty big. By, by the way, way <laughs> add that to the fact that Blitz Pod was there up until the most important part of the game, and my phone died, and I could not document it, and I was so mad. <laughs> this was. But best best game I've ever been to, maybe one of the best playoff games ever, but nonetheless. Dude, I as far as NFL games go, game. like okay. I haven't been to any of that are like holy shit, like I'll never forget. Because FedEx, I mean, any I game that you go to FedEx, that. you're not gonna fucking like it. So that's how it is. Yeah, yeah I'd I'd never been to a game up until that point. Like the the one the most dramatic game I saw was uh, Randy Moss walking off the field at FedEx early. Before the the game was over, that was like the most exciting moment I think I saw. All right, let's dive into uh, the rest of the Chiefs. So on their addition side, they bring in Juju Smith Schuster on a hell of a cheap deal, and I'm taking a full 180 on Juju Smith Schuster. But we'll dive into that uh, a little later. But they got him super cheap. What was it like? One year, two million, eight mil, nine mil? No, it was like. Three mil, was it two really mil, wow. something like that. Because we had that debate, and you guys thought it was going to be double digits, and ended up being like two or three million. Um, but they also bring in wide receiver Mark. One year, ten point seven five mil. What? One year, ten point seven five mil. That can't be right. I think that's all um, incentive based. I think that's all incentives. Yeah, I remember hearing yeah. that. Um. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I did hear there was a lot of uh, incentive. But uh, they also bring in Marquez Valdez-Scantling from Green Bay, and they ended up paying him more than Juju Smith-Schuster, which I thought was crazy, to say the least. Um, Kane, it's one year, 3.2 mil, mm-hmm. and then 1.4 signing bonus, and then 2.5 in incentives. Okay, yeah, so 3.5. I don't know if that gets us to where we need to be, but that's what it says. Fair enough. But they also bring in Marquez Valdez-Scanley from Green Bay. Uh, they bring in George Karloftis in the draft, which um, we were all pretty high on Karloftis. So nice addition there out of Purdue. And they also brought in Trent McDuffie in the draft, another solid pickup. And they bring in safety Justin Reed to replace the Honey Badger. Um, but yeah, they bring him in from Houston. So on the departure side, as I said, the cheetah, Tyree Kill, fastest man alive, if you want to put it that way. Um, he is now out of town in KC. Uh, Melvin Ingram, um, the one-year addition, he is out of town. Uh, defensive tackle Jerron Reed, he is out of town. Cornerback Javarius Ward, he's hitting the road. And like I said, the honey badger, safety Tyreen, Tyreen, Tyron Matthew, is now no longer a Kansas City Chief. He is now a saint. So, boys, what are we thinking off the bat? Jaden, I uh, guess I'll toss it to you. Or Tyler, you go ahead. You looked like you were about to say something. Um, yeah, I was just, you know, obviously losing Tyreek Hill is big. Losing Tyron Matthew is big. Those are, like, obviously Honey Badger and Cheetah. Not only are they, like, ferocious animals, but, like, those are guys that bring swagger. And that's one thing that I feel like they have lost is that they've lost their swagger from – you know, the previous years. And it's going to be hard to just in one year flip the switch and just bring that back. I think it's something that they might struggle with early on. But I think as the year goes on, I think that group of wide receivers is going to find their chemistry with Mahomes. Because a lot of times with Tyreek Hill, it was a bunch of, you know, schoolyard bullshit. Like it would be like, okay, Tyreek, just go find space. These are going to be more timed routes. These are going to be 
more in sync type of formations that they're going to run. It's going to be more on the uh, the fundamental side of thing rather than just here, go out, run, sling it, and let's see what happens. Um, but I, I like Juju, MBS, drafting Sky Moore. I think those three additions along with, you know, who knows, maybe Justin Ross ends up being some diamond in the rough that they find. Um, but those three, along with Miko Hardman, Josh Gordon's still there. They've got five capable wide receivers. I think Pringle might be there. I'm not sure if Pringle's still there or not. Pringle's in Chicago. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And if you but I still I think Miko, it's it's a compliment calling him serviceable. Okay, but if he's your four behind yeah. Juju MVS, Sky Skymore, Travis Kelsey's still the best tight end in the league, is there as well. Don't forget that. Um, so I think that you know, you lost Tyreek Hill, but you replaced him with a, a decent group coming in. And then also you lose Tyron Matthew, but you replace him with Justin Reed. So the guys that they lost, they were able to replace. I think Carl Loftus is great. You lose Ward, but you draft McDuffie. You know, everything that they lost, they ended up replacing, which is why I think that they, in my opinion, had more of one of the better underrated off seasons in football. It's not getting talked about because of what they lost, but nobody's talking about what they brought in to replace that. Yes, they might, you know, if it's a bucket of water and there's a hole, they took some band-aids and some tape and kind of patched it up because that's all that they could do. There was no way they were going to sign Tyreek Hill to the deal that he wanted, and they had to do what they what they needed to do to still stay in this Super Bowl window. Did they take a hit? Yes. How much remains to be seen, but I still think that they're going to be one of the best teams in football. You've still got a quarterback that's on his way to a Hall of Fame career at the helm. And Andy Reid's one of the great coaches. So I think that they're still going to be okay. And I like what they did on the defensive side of the ball as well. Fair enough. Fair enough. Jaden, what you got in response to that? Yeah, I kind of, I'm going to echo that a little bit. I love what they did in the draft. Um, bringing in McDuffie at 21st, Karloftis at 30, Sky Moore with the 22nd pick in the second round. Brian Cook, I didn't like as much. Do you think there's an um, argument to be made still, that they had the best draft? You know, add something else there. Yeah, I mean, if if Baltimore didn't have as many picks as they did and hit on all those picks or, you know, what we perceive to be a hit on all those picks, I think we'd be talking about Kansas City a lot more. Um, but Brian Cook comes in and replaces Daniel Sorensen. I mean, Sorensen is addition by subtraction, man. <laughs> I've never heard a fan yeah. base rip on a player more than oh, Kansas City shit. has ripped on Daniel Sorensen, and rightfully so. I mean, oh, he was God. absolutely awful. Yeah, and then Leo Chanel, a guy that, like, there was points like two weeks away from the draft. I was mocking him in the first round. They get him at, with a compensatory pick. It was like 105, something like that, that they got him. He's a fantastic athlete. I think he's going to do wonders for the middle of their defense. You add him in there with Nick Bolton and Willie Gay. I mean, you like you kind of do have one of the better young linebacking cores in the league now. You add Karloftis in to replace Melvin Ingram. You've, you've got a lot of pieces working here, and then they get to work in free agency. Yeah. I, I think Tyreek's a big loss, obviously. I think that taking away, like, literally, because Tyreek Hill has something that no one yep. else has, that speed. You can't run man coverage against the Kansas City Chiefs with Tyreek Hill on the field. You just couldn't. And now that's an option. Like, that is that is literally a coverage that Patrick Mahomes probably hasn't seen more than, like, 5% of the time in the NFL yet. And he's going to see it, like, 50% of the time now. Because he's not there. Like, MVS is fast. He's not Tyreek fast. Nobody's Tyreek fast. But when you can take those picks, because they got five picks out of that, they, I mean, Darian Kennard, lineman out of Kentucky. Um, you know what? I'm not going to slander the Hia Terp with Hia Cat. I'm not going to disrespect it. I need to come up with another <laughs> saying, though. Thank you. Like, I need to. 
differentiate yeah. the two. Anyway, continue. Do like a do like a meow or or a growl something maybe. Let's like workshop a little, growl. a little bit because I'm not sure. Dude, if come I'm... on, come on, do a do a growl. Come on, just one growl. We might have to workshop that a little bit. I'm not sure if I'm. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I like. I mean, Kennard probably going to be. He's probably translates to be a guard in the NFL, so he's going to be backing up either Trey Smith or Joe Tooney. But I mean, fifth round, that's very good value. You go hit little stuff. I mean, I like it. You got to stay competitive. You couldn't. I would much rather them do this where they, you know, get five draft picks and then use that money on three different guys than go out and be like, okay, well, we're going to go trade for AJ Brown. I don't know. Another big. Yeah. We're going to go trade for AJ Brown or we're going to go trade for Debo Samuel. I remember texting you guys and saying, if the Chiefs trade for Debo Samuel, someone needs to be fired because they would have given up pretty much exactly what they got for Tyree Kill just to pay him exactly what they were going to pay Tyree more. Kill. Absolutely ridiculous. And I'm so glad they didn't do that. They go out and hit all these holes with volume. And you're looking at a really well-rounded Kansas City team now, especially if these you know picks, these are all smart players. Trent McDuffie, like he was a guy that was constantly being mocked to the Vikings at 12. Like... I, I like it a lot. I, I really do. I do so. think it's very, very good. I, I think it's, I think it's funny that Sorensen went to yeah. New Orleans with yeah, yeah, Tyron yeah. Matthew. Orleans. Like, Tyron well, Matthew's got to be like, yeah. you got to be that, kidding me. This motherfucker, this man. <laughs> That's like that video where he's like down in coverage and Tyron Matthew yeah. just sitting hands <laughs> up like, too. oh my God. Yeah. I mean, but like I said, the, the swagger is going to hurt. It's going to be more of a, like I said, a fundamental chemistry-based team because they're not going to have that flashy offense that they've had in the past and flashy defense that they've had in the past. Yeah, for sure. I think, I guess I'll dive into my takes now. Um, speaking of the offense, I think CEH is going to have a bounce back here this year. They're going to have to use him how they planned on using him because they have well, to. Well, and they, they, also, they also just signed Jarek McKinnon this week. They also didn't they get Rojo yeah, they as well? Yeah, Mr. Fumble. That's a nice running back room right there, dude. I'm telling you, they they're attacking a lot of these position groups with volume instead of having one Tyree Kill and then like Miko Hardman. You've now got Sky Moore and MVS and Juju. Now you got all these running backs. You've got all these linebackers Lineman. now. You're also attacking the secondary linemen as well. Like that's I mean it worked so well for them with the offensive line. They're applying that same philosophy to all their position groups and like obviously we haven't seen a lot of these guys play yet or play together yeah. yet well that's but i mean it, that's it what like i was working especially when it comes to the defensive side of the ball i mean we can't forget that the chiefs defense for the first part of the season last year was absolutely fucking dog shit um but they did bounce back in the second part of the year but i think a lot of that was not because of rick spagnola the defensive coordinator i think steve, steve spagnola yep you're right um, but I don't know where Rick came from. <laughs> what the fuck? Rick Basaccia, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, it was not because of Spagnola. I think a lot of it was just I my thing is Matthew, he was the cat he was they just got better. No, they didn't it's a lot of turnover for a defense that sucked the first half of the year last year. Like Spagnola came out in mandatory minicamp, like just the other day and was like, look like it's probably going to be similar to last year. We've got a lot, like we've got a couple rookies on the defensive side of the ball. There's a lot of turnover, so it's going to take a while to get these guys to learn how to play together. So, I mean, if you're looking at the defense last year, I mean, they had played together and they were dog shit for the first part of the year. And you're getting rid of Tyron Matthew, who is like he was the guy 
on the defense. I mean, I mean, Justin Reed's not some, you know, scum of the earth. Either. No, no, no. But he, I don't think he's tired of Matthew, and especially not the captain of the defense type on, of guy. As, as far as I was about to say, definitely not as a leader and just general chemistry with the roster that you've been with for three years. But Justin Reed is, I mean, as far as on the field production goes, might not be worse than Tyron Matthew at all. Like, Justin Reed is very good. No. Tyron Matthew hasn't been able to really play like a coverage role in a long like he's not the best safety in the NFL or really anywhere near it anymore hasn't he hasn't also also it might (laughs) I didn't say that also might allow Chris Jones to just become more of a vocal leader yeah Yeah, for sure and that yeah they got maybe 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 Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew clashed at times fair fair glass half full you know yeah for sure for sure um just guess. I absolutely hate the Marquez Valdez Scanley signing. Like, I mean, shit. Three years. It felt like a lot. It gave me Christian Kirk vibes. Like, speed gets paid, man. But the thing is, he got paid half. It's a classic Kansas Kirk. City thing to do. That's why the. That's why the. That's why the Christian Kirk deal is so bad because MVS got half of that. But like, in comparison to what Juju got, like, I feel like the deal should be reversed. Like I feel like Juju but, should be getting that money. I guess. And then MVS, I mean, Juju's like, coming off the injury though. That's. But MVS yeah. has been playing with fucking Aaron Rodgers, dude. Like anybody who's playing with Aaron Rodgers is obviously gonna have some production, man. It just felt like the classic Kansas City thing to do. Like, oh, you're looking for another fucking fast guy. Like, oh, this guy looks fast on the field. Um, let's forget the part that he played with Aaron Rodgers. He was probably a lot better because of that fact. Now, I will say, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, you know. Not too much of a drop off there, um, but yeah, yeah, David Tato. But I will say Juju Smith-Schuster, and it's the last thing I'll say about the Chiefs. I fucking love it, dude. I'm taking a whole 180 on Juju Smith. I was about to say, where where was this guy when he well, was playing for the that's because he had Ben Roethlisberger, and not the good kind of Ben Roethlisberger as his quarterback. He now has Patrick motherfucking Mahomes as his quarterback. So, and I think a lot of people have been hating on him. Like he's gonna, he's been feeling that. You know, he stopped. He's basically stopped with the TikTok stuff for the most part. You know, he's calmed down. But I like it, man. He's got all those incentives in his contract. I think he goes hot take here. I think Juju goes twelve hundred yards and double digit touchdowns. I think he's the number one, like clear cut in KC. Who's the number one in KC this year outside of Travis um, Kelsey? As long as, yeah, yeah, as, long as he stays healthy, I think he's the number one. But I think the targets, just because they funneled him to Tyreek for so long, and that was like sometimes not working when it was Tyreek Hill getting the targets funneled to them. I think they're going to do, like we've talked about, I think they're going to attack it with volume just like as an offense. Like they brought in three running backs. They've got four to five you know, receivers that you could have on the field consistently. They've also got Travis Kelsey in there. Like, I think they're going to spread it around a lot more now. Um, but who knows? I'm, I do think that Juju is definitely the best of that bunch, especially as a guy that's watched him for a while. But, I mean, Sky Moore 100% could emerge as, like, the number one also, immediately. Also, I, I mentioned it earlier, and I'm not – because I know that he had a, a, a really gruesome injury uh, with the spine injury, and he had the foot injury. But, like, Justin Ross was really freaking good for a couple of years there at Clemson yeah, and Clemson, everybody's just yeah. kind of forgotten about him. And like I said, I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to be an all pro, but like 
he could emerge on the scene as like a wide receiver four, three or four, kind of in the way that like um, Pringle or Robinson showed up for Mahomes. I could see him evolving into that role. And Clemson wide receivers recently have done pretty freaking well in the NFL. Hunter Renfro, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, Mike Williams. I mean, they've they've had Jamar Chase. I will is say not a Clemson Tiger. He's the I mean, Tiger. I didn't mean Jamar Chase. I meant T. I meant Mike Williams. My bad. But guarantee you, he will have like, I don't know, like some like crazy like second half in prime time. And he will be at some point this season, he will be the number one added player in fantasy. Justin Ross? For like, a, yeah, for like two days. He will be the number one added player at some point. Will it work out? Who knows? But that will yep. happen because somebody's, oh my God, he just got eight targets. What? Oh my God. Oh my God. Let me go get him in the Chiefs offense. They need a number one. And everyone's going to I totally agree. Out. Like, they're going to be spreading the ball around to different people every single day. You're right. You're right. All right, boys. Well, we I got do think a... the defense. Oh, yeah, I do think the defense will be improved, though. I know that we're, we're shitting on it and, like, losing Matthew will be bad, but I think this defense will be. Losing because Matthew I also think and... that they killed it in the. Wait, no, never mind. What? I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I was going to say they, they killed it in the draft, too, on their defense. Like, I think McDuffie's probably going to end up being better than Ward. I mean, Fenton's Fenton's not incredible, but I think that Fenton is serviceable. And then you've got um, uh, Justin Reed. We we talked about the the signing of him. Thornhill's back again. Nick Bolton with another year. He was very impressive in his first year. Frank Clark's still there. They brought in... Went and got Jermaine Carter from Carolina. Hashtag Mm -hmm. Theater. and yeah, Chris Jones is back. Carl Loftus on one side. I think that they ended up getting some pretty good pieces in free agency, and I think that collectively they're going to be a better unit than what they were last year. Fair enough. We got the uh, the win total sitting at uh, the over under for the win total is at ten and a half um, on all the sports books. And for as far as strength of schedule goes, they are sitting tied for fifth with the 49ers as the hardest schedule in football. Um, I'll go ahead and lead it off. With this division, man, I think they're going under. I think they're going under 10.5. I think those are semi-lofty expectations. Um, it's going to take them a while to get their groove. Like, I mean, this is a brand new thing. Like, Patty's been playing with Tyreek Hill, and they've had a lot of success. And it's like, he's still got his boy Kels there. But, you know, it's going to take, take some time to get used to this. And, like, I hope they bring back Juju next year because I really do think he's going to be a nice fit there. Um, but... I think it's going to take a year. I don't think they're going to win. I mean, especially in this division, you know. So I'm taking the under on 10.5. I think it's going to take one season to get it everything straight. Um, but I really do hope they bring back Juju next year. But, yeah, I'll go under 10.5. Uh, Jaden, what you got, man? Um, I think I'm going to go over 10.5. But I, I see him slating it at 11. And I'm doing exactly what I talked about the last time and then probably the time before that of where I look at the schedule and it's like, oh my God, they're, how are they going to win a game ever? Because every team in the NFL is good now. Um, But uh, Kane alluded to it, the newness. It's a lot of newness. And like I said a little bit, Patrick Mahomes is going to see man coverage consistently for the first time in his career. Like that has never happened when Tyree Kill is healthy and on the field. Granted, I think that he's good enough and he will be able to handle it, but that's just, I mean, that's going to be something that he has to adjust to. Um, and he's also going to have to adjust to Tyreek Hill not being there. That whole, fuck it, Tyreek's down there somewhere. That's not there anymore. You don't have that anymore. MV, if you say fuck it, MVS is down there somewhere, 
<laughs> it's going to get picked about off. Or dropped. Thing. You're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, or dropped. Dropped and then picked Ooh, off. Double whammy. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I absolutely love what they did this offseason. I've said it a hundred times. Attacking it with volume. I feel like they're like... I mean, you could go down. They're like three guys deep at every single position group. Like three, four guys deep. I, I love it. I love the, what they're doing. And then you surround that all around the one player that you can only have on the field at one time. It's probably the best player in football, Patrick Mahomes. I think they're going to go over. Um, again, this division is super tough. And so there's a lot of newness, so they could start taking slow, the Chiefs to win the division. We saw how they were able to turn it around. You're basically taking the Chiefs to win the division, What's right? That? Yeah. I think I think they'll win this division. Oh, okay, Tyler. I have them same as J- uh, Jaden. I have them over, but just slightly. I have them at eleven and six. Um, I think that you touched on it earlier, Kane, where it, the newness. So a couple things with the newness. A, every freaking team in this division has got newness, whether it's on the defensive or the offensive side of the ball. Every team is going to have, but to not take the some same level of success early in the season. What? Not the same level of success that KC had, like, with their old squad. You know what I'm saying? Like, these guys are bringing in I mean, in you're bringing additions. in Devontae Adams, you're bringing in Russell Wilson, you're bringing in Khalil Mack, no. J.C. Jackson. I mean, I, each team has got changes that they're going to have to endure. And, and, and yes, I think earlier on this season, they are going to struggle, which is why I have them at 11 and 6, because if I thought that they'd come in and click right away, I'd have them at 13 and 4, probably. But And the thing is, the tough part of their schedule is yep, early. I, I mean, start... Before the bye week, Arizona, L.A., Indy, Tampa, Vegas, Buffalo, San Fran. That is that is legitimately seven losable games to start the season. And then you start getting, you know, Jacksonville, Houston, um, Seattle. The, that's so – like, it's just blows my mind. Like, those are the only three games that I'm like, yeah, they're definitely going to win. Like, Tennessee, probably. But, like – Coming off the bye week, I think they'll hit that bye week in week eight. It'll be the same situation as last year where we're sitting here like, oh, my God, is the Chiefs dynasty over? They'll be like four and four blah, blah, blah. or three and, or three and yeah. five. Or Struggling, yeah. you know, some part of their team's playing It's terribly. not like you just say, oh, it's and the fucking the Chiefs. And and they're they're gonna obviously, they're going to come back. Tyreek Hill's not there anymore, boys. Damn. Not Andy Reid is still there and Patrick they, Mahomes is still there. I still have faith in this team. And I feel like the other thing that we have – been remiss to talking about is injuries and if the chiefs do endure injuries they're one of the teams that is outside of the quarterback position and probably tight end position but on the other positions they are built that if you do endure an injury they can replace them with somebody else not easily but like it, it, it's a lot better situation than a lot of other teams have done. fair enough all right rapid fire what we got is our uh, off-season grades real real quick three games i had for them I was torn between three: Rams, Chiefs, Bills, Chiefs, and the Bucks, Chiefs. Probably Bucks, Chiefs because that is a rematch of the Super Bowl in the same stadium in Tom Brady's last year, possibly passing the torch to Mahomes. It's just there's going to be a lot Sunday Night Football. It's going to be an awesome game, and the Bills, Chiefs is a rematch of the best game that we saw maybe ever in the playoffs. Um, and then the Rams, Chiefs could have been a Super Bowl matchup last year, and they get. Right after the Rams, they get Cincinnati. So yep. they get the Super Bowl matchup in back-to-back Jeez. weeks. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about how I, I had, I'm i hard-pressed to put them at five, like, as far as strength and schedule, like, hardest schedules. They might have top three hardest schedules. Uh, my grade, I have them as an A-. minus. I know the Tyreek Hill, losing him is, is obviously vital, and, and that's why I give it a knockdown. 
Um, obviously losing Matthew is, is big too, but like we've talked about what they've been able to do after losing those guys. I mean, you've got to give them a round of applause for it because they've really set themselves up to win now and still continue in this window. Because a lot of times you look at teams that are this window of three or four years. And then after that, it's like, poof, it's gone. And you only have one piece, but they've been able to rebuild and retool at every single position that they needed to. I'm going to go ahead and slap a B plus on it. Um, I don't think, I think it's going to, uh, the newness is going to take a toll on them this year, but overall, I mean, I really like what they did in the off season. Tyreek was going to leave either way. I mean, after, after Devonte went to the Raiders, I mean, it was, the writing was on the wall that Tyreek Hill was headed elsewhere and you knew that you couldn't give him that money. So you did the best that you could to replace that. You got Juju at a bargain, which I love the MPS and uh, who knows, but, um, Love what you did in the draft, like we said. Maybe one of the best drafts, if not, like, top three drafts in the NFL. Um, and they mostly just replaced what they lost. So, yeah, I like it. I'll go ahead and slap a B-plus on it. Jade? Yeah, I'm going to give it an A. I mean, like, losing Tyreek Hill hurts. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to sit here and argue with that. We've all said it. But you play the cards you're dealt. He was leaving. You And honestly, I wouldn't have paid him either. Like, that, it hurts, but... Would you rather have t- one Tyree Kill or Justin Reed, MVS, Trent McDuffie, Sky Moore, and Leo Chanel? That's what – and Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson. Well, if you decided to give Tyreek that money, you were just going to have the same problem that the Chiefs have had for the past couple of years, you know, lack in depth. Yeah, and, like, once you, once you paid Patrick Mahomes that contract, you knew that you were going to have to make this decision at some point. You weren't going to be able to pay Tyreek and Kelsey and then Chris Jones – you know, and then any other players that you bring in as well, you knew that this was going to have to happen eventually. If it came down to Kelsey and Hill, I think obviously, I, I think anyone would have taken or would have traded Kelsey away. I mean, I know that I would have, especially at his age, but I know the money's going to be a I little think bit the different. Chemistry between Patty and Kelsey is better too. I think that's his guy. Yeah, and luckily, I mean, they didn't have to make that decision. Um, but, I mean, like I said, you played the cards you were dealt, and they did it about as best as I think anybody could have. So, I'm going to get As long as Juju and Jackson Mahomes aren't hanging out, I think they'll be okay. Amen, dude. That's, that's in his contract. That's one of the... <laughs> like, I cannot... Two TikToks a week. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Two TikToks a week, bro. But you shouldn't be getting shit for incentives for that. That's, that's rough. But he has been off to TikTok as far as I've been informed. I mean, I have not heard of any outlandish. Have you? Do you have his post notes on? I should probably do that because I mean, I'm waiting. Listeners, to hey, our our listeners, though, speaking of post notifications, make sure you got ours on, so uh, so you know when we're going live and when we're uh, got you with the news. But, yeah, and and whenever news breaks, because uh, we're breaking news before a lot of other media outlets. So oh yeah, and we're getting a lot of interactions on them bitches too, thanks to. Jaden's a uh, little hashtag number. And, dude, we've been running it up on the podcast, too, man. I don't know how this one's going to do, but the last, like, two have fucking crushed. And thank you, yeah, guys. Yeah, and, and we're, appreciate we're big worldwide, right? Yeah, dude. Our number one location with the most downloads on the audio version of the podcast is, like, what was it? Sydney, Australia, right? Yeah, I think it was somewhere in Australia, and then somewhere in Brazil had a lot. Makes a lot. Yeah, it was Sao Sao Paulo, uh, Brazil. Those were our (laughs) top two locations, and with, like, over 250 downloads. Like, dude, 
Fuck yeah. Thanks, Sydney. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. We're gonna we're I was gonna say we're gonna we're gonna get a translator. We're gonna have a fourth little box up here for someone to translate everything for every for let's every the, country. <laughs> every language. Let's get the Aussie get the Portuguese. Every, let's get the flags up the, there. You know? Yeah, get the Portuguese going for the yeah. Brazilians. <laughs> yes, we need to get the flags. Every time we get a download, we put a new flag up. <laughs> we appreciate you, Sydney, Australia, though. I mean, it makes sense a little bit, I guess. Like, I mean, I can't imagine they know what, like, where to get their football knowledge, and obviously there's not football going on over yeah, there. Yeah, they can't slap on. And right, exactly. Way. So they got to get it from somewhere. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you. All right. Let's move on to our next team on the slate, and that is the Chargers. So... Mitch is not here for this, which kind of feels weird. But um, so let's go ahead and shit on the Chargers. Fuck, why not? But on the addition side, they bring in guard Zion Johnson in the draft out of Boston College. Uh, I'm a fan of that. Um, I know you boys were pretty much a fan of that too. Uh, we were high on him going into the draft. Uh, defensive tackle Sebastian Joseph also headed there. Uh, they traded for Mr. Khalil Mack. You sit opposite of Joey Bosa, which is going to be absolutely elite. Um, they bring in J.C. Jackson on a five-year 85, 82, something like that. Um, but, yeah, yeah, they bring him in um, from New England, uh, one of the best corners on the market and one of the best young corners on the market. And also, Peter, Peter. Uh But, yeah, J.C. Jackson balling out, has led the league in interceptions before, so I'd love to see that. Um, and then you also bring in cornerback, cornerback uh, Bryce Callahan. On the departure side, uh, tight end Jared Cook, who can't believe that guy is still playing. Um, he is headed out of town. Where did he? Did he end up getting picked up by somebody, or is he just gone into oblivion now? I'm not sure, actually. Check check on that while I uh, read the departures. But they say goodbye to Brian Balaga, the tackle, former Green Bay Packer. Um, defensive tackle Linval Joseph, the vet. Um, he he's current currently in the oblivion. Well, Jared Cook, we hope you find a spot somewhere. Uh, but Linval Joseph, he's headed out of town. Uh, linebacker, hmm, I don't know the one. I know the last name is Nuosu. Um, any Uchenna? Uchenna. Okay. Right, sounded out, I guess. Uh, but linebacker Uchenna Nuosu is headed out of town as well. Um, and then cornerback Chris Harris, also on the departure side. So, boys, what are we thinking? What are the vibes? Go ahead, Jaden. Go for it. I think we both did. The, we both took a deep inhale, and then we pointed at the camera. Um, so my favorite move is not a sexy one at all, and I love this move for I don't know why. Jamari Salyer in the sixth round. Dude, Mr. Draft guy Fine. over here. I, I don't care. Every, everything else, that's my favorite. You're just trying to I sound smart. Salier, I was like, beach. I was like, once we got George Pickens, I was like, okay, I'm happy. Give me Jamari Salier. He falls always sixth round. I know he had some injury problems, but you know they they have some decisions to make on this offensive line because they've they've got a lot of help on the interior, but they don't seem to want to move any of that help to the outside at right tackle, which is the biggest hole in the roster after everything's been done. They've got Zion Johnson. Corey Lindsley staying at center. That's pretty obvious. Um, they get Matt Filer. Jamari Salyer can start. If he's healthy, he could start at, at like a guard. If, 
you know, or at least give him a shot. Matt Filer's got tackle experience. Zion Johnson has tackle experience. Salyer has tackle experience. You can do anything with those three guys if you wanted to. Um, I guess, you know, the Khalil Mack trade, whatever, it's kind of cool. It's no Jamari Salyer drafting, but I like that one as well. I don't know why, but I just I know that he's a turn. I agree. I agree. I know I just, where you're going. I agree as well. I can't. I, agree I, as I don't well. know. I don't. I don't see it with Jason Trayvon Jackson. Like, to be like, oh, he's a top five corner. Too big like, of a contract. And it, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, like I don't. Not a shutdown I don't guy. See it. He's. I don't he hasn't been a shutdown it. guy. Like he just the the reason that people are throwing the the reason he has so many interceptions is because people are throwing the ball his way because the receivers are open and then he's just making his way to get the interception. You know, but he's not locking these guys down. It's not like Revis Island out there, you know. But I totally agree with that. Good shit, Jaden. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. Um, I think the biggest question going into this season, and some people aren't going to like this, but um, is it going to be a sophomore slump or is he going to ascend into a great tier? And that's Justin Herbert. Because you always – He is a junior, so that – those days are I over. mean, yes, but – okay, okay. Do, do you see him getting into that tier with Mahomes and Allen, or do you see him staying in the tier just behind them? I think he puts himself into that conversation. I mean, Mahomes because that's what, that's what I, this I, year is going to decide. Burrow, and, and you can honestly, I mean, I you know. know we're always going to have this Burrow-Herbert debate, but like Burrow did go to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think... I don't think Burrow is Burrow is the way you think in the same the way you think about Herbert. if you want if you want to take Burrow over Herbert that's fine I don't think he's a tear okay I, I, agree I, I, I agree with that I agree with that I think the way you got to think about this is like who's in line for the next big quarterback it's Justin Herbert it's Lamar Jackson Tyler Murray Joe Burrow who am I missing well it's in order it's Lamar yeah, yeah Kyler then Burrow and Herbert yeah. um. And then, like, I, I, there's a <laughs> dear God. And then it's Kenny Pickett time. <laughs> Soon enough. One other one other question that I did have hasn't played a snap yet. One other question. Uh, oh, one thing that they did bring back that we didn't talk about. Mike Williams bringing him back obviously is key. Uh, rapid fire with him real quick. Who would you have, uh, Mike Williams or Devonte Smith? Mike Williams. It's like he's. I didn't think he was a boomer bust guy, and that was one of my. Bad takes from the season that I remember. Like I didn't think that he was that boomer bust guy, but he do be a boomer bust guy though. So, all right, yeah. Him, him or Devonta, him or Devonta Smith. I'm taking my Devonta Smith. Him or Tyler Lockett. Lockett Williams. Him or Brandon Cooks. Williams. Cooks. Wow. Dude, me and Kane can knock. <laughs> Can't get on. Can't get him, here. him or Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Mike Williams. Damn it, dude. Him what? or Allen. Him or Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Okay. Allen Robinson. Let's go. All right, we'll, we'll end with that one. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. But I think he's. Do, do you think him or Keenan Allen has a better season? Keenan. Keenan's a dog. Keenan. I, I, I agree sure. with that as well. But I, I, I is is that the best one two like, combo of wide receivers in football? So, I mean, <sighs> dude, come on now. There's so many. I like, still, you got Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson. Now. I don't know. You got Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro now. I don't know. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. That's now. the question. Like, I mean, there's so many good duos. I could go on and on. Evans and Godwin. I, I just like that duo more. 
than pretty much anybody else in the league. I mean, like Tyree Kill and Waddle, I think for sure, because you know how much I love Jalen Waddle. Um, AJ and Devonta Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's they got him. That's one thing that I've been seeing recently. Like, why are the Eagles suddenly in like the top five? Like, I saw them on a top five wide receiver course list the other day. Wasn't their biggest issue like two months ago? Wide receiver, they get one guy, and now they're in the top five. What? Got to think about it. They got. Oh, I guess that's. Wes Watkins is their I was third. Say, but he's a dog, man. Hell no. He's a dog. Wes Watkins had some. No. Had some flashes this year. Or last year. Quez Watkins well, is Zay Jones 2.0. <laughs> All right, then. Well, I guess he's a Hall of um, Fucking Famer. The last one I'll leave. The last he's comparison. Last comparison, Mike Williams or Adam Thielen? Mm. Mike Williams. I think I might go Williams, just, too, now. I think Thielen's a little past his prime. Can't get behind the wide receiver. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right, and all right. One last question I have. This is the final question that I'll have about them. Is Staley going to continue his mani- maniac ways and going for it on like fourth and five or more? That's the easiest routine. That's the easiest way to get yep. fired. Like that. No, he's that's a, that's that's why he got hired. Or he's or nuts. is that the or or is he an innovator and that's the new way of the NFL? I don't think Staley's he all grew that. Up dude. On Madden, man. I don't think Staley's all that. You got Justin Herbert as your quarterback. You got Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler coming out of the backfield. You got yourself in a pretty fucking good situation that he got plopped in there. And yeah, but he also had the number we one. We were talking about with the Rams. We were talking about this team this time last year possibly being a Super Bowl team after Justin Herbert's awesome season two years ago. So. Staley didn't do that. I mean, they lost to the fucking Raiders and didn't make the playoffs. Like, well, in fairness, I think that was they lost a bit to the Texans. To come and in and you know, like, but the Raiders. Why, why like were super king? Well, yeah, you're right. Why were the chart like we? I think we were all a bit premature, myself included, on putting the Chargers in that conversation because, like, I know that there were a lot more question marks with Cincinnati, and obviously now that we've seen it, but like, how much better was the LA team outside of like their like four or five like top top level players than Cincinnati was and we were talking about Cincinnati like probably finishing last in the division I think we just kind of jumped the gun with the Chargers a little bit now I think where they're at now like we're seeing them be like okay this should be a playoff team this That's year easy to probably, say in like, hindsight because you look at Joe Burrow I know, after the I know ACL and then you now see Jamar Chase after his rookie year and T Higgins with the year he had I mean it's easy to say that in hindsight but on paper last year dude like Herbert coming off the season he had, I mean this, I like it's easy to say now, like oh yeah they probably do look a little like the Bengals, but last year this was a Super Bowl team, like a Super Bowl contending team, with how Herbert was playing. Well, also that was fueled by a lot of the conversation that we had was with a Chargers fan that had a franchise quarterback and is like oh well we're going to Super Bowl. If I had Justin Herbert, I would have said we're going to the Super Bowl. Fair enough. I. I think that was fueled a little bit, and I think, yeah, like I said, I think we jumped the gun, again, myself included, on the Chargers, where they're at now. Like, if you start talking about them a Super Bowl team now, and if they don't if they don't make the playoffs next year, let's have that conversation. Because they they have a legit Super Bowl-caliber roster They should have made the playoffs you know, last year. They, there was no excuse for that. I'm sorry. They should have. And, like, you know, whether you want to call it Staley's fault or whoever's fault. Whose fault is it? What happened— what happened that last week, they should have been in. 
Like that, that was a crazy ass circumstance that we may never ever see again. With you six, know six the, best odds to win the Super the Bowl, te- by the way. The mm. team on the outside has a tie. So if the two teams that happen to be playing each other from the same division with the same record could tie, then they would both go in. We'll never see that scenario again. So you know, and then like the fact the game goes over, that was oh my god, that's just bringing me back. Like I saw that game on the NFL Network replay the other day, and it was just like, oh, that as a game Steelers fan, I'm so, sure. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! Like I was like running around the living room, and it was like the biggest range of emotions ever because it was like it felt like Justin Herbert was throwing the ball like sixty yards every single play, oh, yeah. and he would like incomplete first down, incomplete second down, incomplete third down, 11-yard pass on fourth down, let's keep the drive going. And it just felt yeah, like, he had that like three or four three hours. It was like three or four fourth down conversions on that game tying drive. Yeah. yeah. I remember us talking like, about that. God. Wild. Uh, obviously. And Mitchell wanted to kill me. Oh my god, dude, he he was not happy. One last thing that I'll say and I was talking me and Jaden were talking about it a little bit before the podcast, but I heard something on the Pat McAfee show the other day. They brought somebody on who used to work uh, in the Green Bay's front office. He was the GM there when uh, Brett was there. And um, Aaron, he drafted Aaron and uh, everything like that. But, like, with this guaranteed money now, like, salary cap is fake. Like, I bought into that. But with the contract that Deshaun Watson got, you have to have that money on hand. You have to show the player, like, you have to put that money into extra. Like, you have to have that, like, whatever it is, $300 million, whatever it is. Like, you have to have that money, like, proof that you have it. And these small market teams, like, I'm sorry, like, they aren't that much of a small market team, but their owners are small market still. The Chargers. teams They're going to do whatever they need to keep him. I mean, yeah, I don't... give him a Deshaun Watson, they might not be able to. Like, they won't. He was a Chargers fan growing up. He's and Justin either. Herbert does not seem like the guy to gripe about money. Do I? Think I think we're like, done with the era of people taking hometown discounts, dude. Like people aren't. This is this is a big money league now. This offseason proved that more than anything. I know. Oh, I know. I I, mean, I agree with what Jaden said though. Herbert's he's not gonna get a two hundred fifty million dollar deal. But I I agree with what Jaden said though. He's not like those type of guys that are taking those type of deals. I mean, I don't give a fuck. I'll say it. They're divas. A lot of these guys that are taking these huge Herbert's, contracts are and plus Herbert's a pretty low key guy. Like he's not. He doesn't like, show emotion, you know. Oh, we call him Lamar. Like Lamar's a pretty low key guy, but he wants his fucking money. What are we talking about? But he's not going to take. He wasn't a diehard Ravens fan growing up. Yeah, like I said, the the era of people taking hometown discounts is. That's. I mean, yeah, we can run this clip back and like, you know, but I don't think. Herbert. I mean, Herbert's yeah, gonna like get said, what's in line. Herbert's gonna get like Herbert's gonna get two fifty mil plus, and that might that number might be three hundred mil by the time that it's time for him because Lamar still needs to get paid, Kyler still needs to get paid. They Burrow and the Bengals might beat them to the punch. But so, with this guaranteed hell, I mean, money, like you, uh, they don't have it existing. It doesn't exist. Like they don't have it on hand. Like only the owners that have that kind of cash on hand can hand out the type of contract. That Deshaun Watson got all guaranteed, and who knows? They will yeah. restructure. I, I mean, I think, they will restructure deals. They'll cut guys. They'll do whatever they have to do to keep restructure yeah. like hell. Yeah, but they're they're. I don't see him leaving. I do think, and I we I can't remember if we talked about it a lot when the Watson deal happened. The next time, I don't know if it'll be Lamar, but we will see another fully guaranteed contract. Yeah, like hundred percent, hundred percent, two hundred million dollars plus. Well, how can you look to at, the next quarterback in like, line? That's going to be the new oh, thing. Yeah. 
like remember remember when that remember when Kirk Cousins got 89 mil guaranteed and everybody was like holy shit now look at it well like how can a guy like Lamar Jackson a guy like Justin Herbert a guy like Joe Burrow a guy like Kyler Murray like obviously you mentioned how Lamar and Kyler in line for that contract beforehand but like the guy is has been out of football for over a year like borderline two years and you haven't seen him play. Who knows if he's still the same quarterback? He's never played a game in a Browns uniform, and he gets the highest guaranteed money by a large margin. Like Lamar's walk, like any offer you're putting on the table that's like not close to that, he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, look, I'm better. Like, I'm ten times better than this guy. Like, I've proven. Yeah, it. but you know what they can? Yeah, but you know what they can say? They can say we're a competent organization. Yeah, fair enough, but like, I mean, somebody's gonna. The Browns clearly did not do their research when they went ahead and made this deal. Uh, Do we want to? Do we want to die? What do we think uh, the suspension on Watson's gonna be? Now, I'm just curious. I think a year. I don't think. So the thing is, like, what I think is gonna. If it's not a year, I feel like it's gonna be like something weird. Like, but do you know the eyebrows that Roger Goodell is gonna get? If he suspends Calvin Ridley for a year for putting down a $1,500 bet on FanDuel, and then he gives Watson equal or anything less than that for 26 sexual assaults. There's a lot of talk about giving him less. It's the same same with Ray Rice when he suspended Ray Rice for like two games and then suspended Josh Gordon for That was terrible. And I mean, it took years for him to rebuild his image after he did that. Like, year, yep. he was getting like interviewed on like CBS News like all the time, trying to figure out how he was going to fix that shit. And then like Greg Hardy happened, a mm-hmm. um, couple other. I mean, there was like, and a that's big what happens. That's what happens though when you set a precedent because now the precedent's been set at well, this this guy gets suspended and for yeah, a year for gambling. I totally understand you had to make an example, and it sucks that it had to be like a superstar. Like, why couldn't it have been somebody who you know was barely going to play anyway? Now right. we get to not see one of the stars of our league for an entire season. But now that it was a big name like that, like Atlanta fans got to be sitting there, especially since they missed out on Watson. Yeah, and you can't like, go back you on get, it. You're going to give him eight games, and Calvin really just got a year for placing a bet when he couldn't even play. And you're going to give him eight games or ten games or hell, you're going to give him a season. That's it. There's a lot of talk like, about like him getting less than a year too. And how much does that like? Obviously, the contract comes into play here. I guess like if not, he would have been suspended. I feel like two months ago. Like, I feel like the contract. I mean, was it's a huge. And that's a, that's, deal. That poses another because it's such an ugly look like, for the NFL right now. They don't know what to do. It is. Yeah. And like, how do you look? How do, like, and obviously Cleveland deserves every bit of it because they made this move and gave him all that money. But if you're Roger Goodell, how do you call the GM of the Browns and be like, "Oh yeah, that guy that you're about to give two hundred thirty million dollars, we're suspending him for three years, or some crazy shit like that?" Like, oh yeah, that's a hundred million dollars that you just can just go throw on the field right now because it, it, you're not going to be able to use it. Like, how do you make that call? Crazy shit going on. So crazy shit. I don't yeah, know. That's that's a can of worms right there, if there ever was one. <laughs> yeah, and you can look at that from a hundred different ways. Sports uh sports side note real quick. Uh Dodgers pitcher Tyler Anderson has a no hitter through eight innings. Oh dude, what's what's I'm wrong a- with you? You never mentioned that a pitcher has a no hitter going. Well, he's facing the Angels, so I can absolutely mention okay. it. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. They are the Angels are absolute trash right now. It's so annoying. But 
that's another <laughs> conversation for another day. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's get let's talk. What do you guys have? Let's let's do that. What what, what do you guys have let's on their, uh, their 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 record? Yeah, so let me check the over under real quick. I got it right here. Uh, do 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 do. It is ten exactly, even ten even. So over under ten. I think they, I think they sit at ten. I think some, you know, stay. Listen, the fact of the matter is, like we've talked about it. I'm sure everybody's talked about it. Staley will lose you games. Staley's going to win you games. They're just that's just how it is. To be able to have the balls to go out that's and do that—that's not what you want to hear about your head it's coach. Gonna, it's going to. Well, technically, you could say that about every head coach. Every head coach is going to win you games, and every head coach is going to lose you head games. Yeah, Mike but Zimmer. When you have you can't say that about every you head have coach. Justin though. Herbert, you can do that because like it'll work. Like if. They, it, let's say, like, they were the Rams from, like, three years ago, and they were, like, constantly going for it with Jared Goff at quarterback. More times than not, it would fail. And if Sean McVay didn't have, like, you know, whatever reputation, he probably would have been fired when they were doing that. But when you have a guy like Herbert that, you know, you feel like at any given play could give you, like, a 60-yard touchdown, you do that. And, you, you know, you take that risk. And now that you've got the defense to back that up, like you, you feel good about your defense getting a stop now, especially you've you know shored up the run defense a little bit. You've added superstars in Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. Now I feel like hell, it might be even worse. They might be going for fourth downs on their own twenty. Jeez, fair enough. I middle I've, of the second quarter. I've got them over. I have them at thirteen and four. I think this team wins the division. Um, I think they probably are the number one seed in the AFC. I thought you said the Chiefs um, got the. Debate. I think what they've Start done. That quote graphic. I mean, you know, they they beat Kansas City in Kansas City last year. Uh, we talked about they should have beaten Vegas in Vegas. Just um, point out they they beat they lost to Kansas City in overtime last year. They beat Vegas last year. Um, I think there's a couple of games here and there that if they win, they're comfortably in the playoffs at either 11 or 12 wins. Making these offseason signings, why not bump them up another win or two? Um, off that projected win total. Because if you look at their games, the projected win, like the Texans, they should have beat the Texans. They should have beat the Raiders. That's two wins right there that they should have had. And if you give them those two wins, I think they end up with 11 wins last year. So I think this team made the moves that they needed to make. I think the offensive line's great. The playmakers are there. Your quarterback's there. What's holding this team back right. from not only winning the division? We've seen these quarterbacks make their strides. Josh Allen, Mahomes, then it was Allen, then it was Burrow last year. Why can't Herbert be the one to make his stride this year? So I I, I have him at 13-4. Best game of the year, New Year's Day, battle for L.A. Ooh. It's going to be a great game. I like that. Um, would you say there were six best Super Bowl odds, six best odds to win the Super Bowl? The Chargers were? Yes, I think they're like 15-1, to 16-1 to 1 odds. Yeah, this is a Super Bowl. Uh, yep, 15-1. to 1. This is a Super Bowl-ready team. I mean, let me, let me check their uh, strength of schedule real quick. I mean, it's going to be high because of the division yeah, that they sure. play in. And actually, they're sitting at ten. Like I said, so not too bad. I, I think they, I think they end up sweeping the AFC South. I think that's four wins. I think that they just outmatch those teams in pretty much all facets of football. Um, so I, I, I think that that's four wins right there. I think they, at worst, split with Denver and Vegas, and probably Kansas City too. At worst, I think they go. I think they could go five and one in the division. Four and two, I think, would be where they're going to be, but I wouldn't be surprised to see five and one. Um, and I think the other, there, there isn't a game on their schedule that you're like, eh, they're not going to win that game. 
they they can win every single game on their schedule. Now, obviously, they could lose every game, but um, I think that they're, they've they really set them. Game. Yeah, exactly. I think that <laughs> I think that they've set themselves up for success, and I think that this is one of the perennial teams in football. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what they proved this offseason, trading for Khalil Mack, uh, re-signing Mike Williams. You already got Keenan, but this is a win-now team. Like, Keenan's, like, he's on the backside of his career, you know? Like, even Mike Williams. Like, Mike Williams is not, like, super young. Like, it's crazy because, like, he was buried on – it felt – in. Uh, at LA, first couple. Of yeah, years. he was buried for a while. You know, he didn't really, and everybody expected him to be great, but it took him a while. Injured. Yeah, exactly. But um, Keenan's on the backside of his career. Like Austin Eckler's on the backside of his career. Like Khalil Mack is on the backside of his career. Like this is a win now team, and if you don't win like this year, Staley's out. Staley's out. Like he's done. Fired. But as far as my winning total, I will go over. Over 10, but if that doesn't happen, Staley's out the door halfway through the season. If they're not on pace, then he's out the door early. I don't think they'll fire him mid-season. Yeah, I don't I think, think they will that, I think that I think that if they struggle and, like, you know, let's say they miss the playoffs again or... He's definitely you know, fired. Or, like, an if they miss the first-round exit, he's probably out. Yeah. Um, okay. Which, yeah, which so, LA team has more wins, Rams or Chargers? Chargers. Damn. I don't even know. That's toughie. I, I love the Chargers. Well, considering the division, g- maybe maybe the Rams. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Obviously, we are probably not going to get to the Rams for a little bit, but yeah. I don't know what their schedule looks like, but I don't know. I'll go Chargers for right yeah, now. I'll go Chargers. I think Chargers, too. Always, always a fan of the Super Bowl hangover. Uh, rapid fire overall uh, off season grades. I'll go ahead first. I'll give it a B. Tyler, just because of the JC Jackson. Uh, I gave it a Ugh. yeah. I gave it a B plus because of that because I thought it was an overpay and like he like Jaden said like Cleo Mack bringing him in is great, but it's like how much are you going to get out of Cleo Mack at this point in his career? I still think he's one of the the, the really good edge rushers i don't think he's in that top five category of edge rushers anymore um but i still think him and bose are you know we talked about crosby and chandler jones i I think those two are right up there if if not better than them so um yeah i mean as him cleo mack is your second edge rusher yeah sign me up yeah i'm right there at a b plus as well um they were to bring in some nice vets i think bryce callahan I mean, Bryce Callahan was like one of, if not the best slot corner in the NFL just like two seasons ago. And now he's coming in here for virtually nothing. Kyle Van Dooy also coming in here, another strong vet. I like it. I like a lot of what they did. I still I think they're going to be like one ben of the best Dewey teams too. in the league. I really wish that they address the third wide receiver. Um, yeah. If they can find a way to get OBJ in the building, keep him in L.A. where he was very happy with being mm. – you have time with this roster, you with that receiving core, you have time to wait for him if he needs to recover from that ACL. Um, but he would be a huge uh, bump for them come playoff time. I would like to see that happen. Um, and especially as these teams start to like, now we're getting into training camp and stuff, and now teams are figuring out, okay, maybe we don't need to look into OBJ dwindling down his options. If he wants to stay in LA, the only other team – is the Chargers, and I think they really need that because I don't trust Jalen Guyton to be their three. 
Um, didn't they just draft Palmer? But overall, Palmer. Didn't huh? they just draft Palmer not too long ago in that in new? Yeah, yeah. I think that was oh, basically not this place. Oh, yeah, dude. Of really? course, Otani, Otani, Otani just got a triple. Of course, dude. Fuck him. You didn't. Uh, of Damn. course, I knew that was gonna fucking happen. Yeah, of course, base baseball. Did, did you guys see the Cardinals last night? Then they they yeah, lost dude. it like oh in my the god, ninth, right? The dude. Yeah, he lost it on the final. He had needed one more strike, and the guy hit a double ground rule double. What a I'd fucking dick! Sick. Oh my god! And the pirate, not to mention, right? not to mention, it's a ground rule double. Like that's oh, that's terrible. That hurts. All right, let's move on to our final team that we got, and that is the Let's Ride Denver Broncos. Anybody? Anybody oh god, see? Anybody see Russell Wilson's promo video? I've like watched that video a disturbing amount of times. <laughs> Have you seen it? I hate it. Yeah, I've seen it. Yes, yeah. I've seen it. I'm... Broncos country. Broncos country. I've never been a big Russell That's... Wilson guy. Uh, no and shit. I think we're all <laughs> not fans of Russell Wilson. I mean, we've been talking. We've been talking mad shit on Russell Wilson for a minute. I mean, Mister Tryhard. You know. I mean, he's a poor. He's a poor man. He's a poor man, Steph Curry. Mm, I like that. Oh, poor man's you think? Really? Yep. Steph Curry, really? I never... I never... See, I don't think I've got that... I don't get that vibe from I Steph. I don't really get that vibe from Steph either. Oh, I do. They're both tryhards. Nah, I mean, like, I know, like... Go, go Celtics, like a... by the way. Steph did just drop 47 in a playoff game the other day. <laughs> like, I mean, shit. Russell Wilson Try hasn't hard. done anything like that in a minute. And Steph... Put your Steph, mouth guard in and play. Steph's doing the big dick dance on everybody because he can't, dude. He just dropped fucking 47. Bro. Like, what are we talking about? But anyway, this is not... Contrary to popular belief... This is not Blitz Yeah, and this is not Blitz and Buckets anymore. This is the Blitz. So, all right. Let's have it to the Denver Broncos. Let's ride Broncos country. Uh, on the addition side, they bring in Nate Hackett. Uh, head coach now in Denver. They bring him over from Green Bay. Um, I mean, he led Aaron Rodgers to another MVP campaign, so gotta love that. And it, also, you gotta love what he did with the running backs and with them bringing back Melvin Gordon and having Javante Williams. I mean, I didn't think about that until just now. I mean, he did pretty well with the running back duo last year in Green Bay, so I like what's coming for Denver this year with Nate Hackett there now. Um, but also on the addition side, obviously, Mr. Quarterback, Russell Wilson. Um, also on the addition side, they bring in defensive end Randy Gregory on a four-year 75, I believe. Um, but they bring him over from Dallas. And that contract was it because it seemed like he was going back to Dallas. But then, like, I think Dallas had a lot of, like, contingency stuff in their contract like weed clause yeah like if you get suspended yeah, and that's and obviously that's why he went to denver it makes sense yeah for sure Go he's right Colorado, at Colorado, man yeah. um also on the def- or at smoky mountain air smoky- <laughs> uh also on the addition side they bring in defensive tackle dj Jones, and they also bring in outside linebacker nick benito uh on the departure side they say goodbye to vic Fangio, and I don't think anybody's gonna miss that guy. Where is Vic Fangio now? He got I he's a DC somewhere. Yeah, he got picked up somewhere, and he's got respect as a DC. I just uh, as far as he no, like he literally like the defense that he like introduced is like the meta defense now. Like that's what people do. 
Like the Fangio defense is like kind of what the Seattle defense was years ago. He so. took us, he's taken the season off. He received a couple of offers for DC and declined them. Hmm. Right. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, respect for him as a defense coordinator across the league, but obviously didn't hack it as a head coach, but he'll find his way into a defensive coordinator job next season. Um, also on the departure side, uh, quarterback Drew Locke no longer in Denver. He's headed to Seattle. Horse Damn it. Horse cock lock. <laughs> Horse cock lock. Dude, I'm a big fan. That was his nickname at Mizzou, man. Dude, fuck yeah. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. He's got the bleacher notification. Huh? Fuck up, Johnny, man. <laughs> uh, but also on the departure side, they say goodbye to Noah Fant and might as well put Shelby Harris into that group too because all three of those guys ended up going to Seattle in the Russell Wilson trade. Um, also on the departure side, to round it out, you've got cornerback Bryce Callahan and if you want to throw Kendall Fuller in there uh, I know Jaden hates Kendall Fuller now he absolutely hates him as a human being and as a football player um he is no longer in Denver either so what we thinking boys uh I'll toss it to Jaden first so we're not having any camera pointing situation oh okay um favorite move I mean the obvious choice is to say Russell Wilson, but like, I don't know, man. It's tough. Like, I I know that I had him over Derek Carr earlier, but I'm scared. I'm scared for like Denver fans that are have like watched Drew Lock. I know that like they had Peyton Manning recently, so it's not like they're Chicago with a in a quarterback drought. But to get this excited about Russell Wilson, I'm afraid for what that expectation is going to end up being. Yes, I just. I can't see that. I I can't see him bringing them to like a Super Bowl, which I feel like is like the expectation in Denver right now. Because for so long, Denver had been built up as like this is the premium quarterback spot. Like if a quarterback becomes available, their number one option should be Denver. And just throughout with like injuries and people leaving, they're not. They weren't as great of a destination anymore as what people thought. Like. Von Miller left. This receiving core didn't really develop that well. You know, that probably could be due to Drew Locke, but I don't know. And I agree. I don't I, I like Randy Gregory, though. I think 16 to 1 in. odds. 16 to 1 odds. I, they're, right I there, they're right there with the Chargers as, like, Chargers are 15 to 1 and the Broncos are 16 to 1 odds. I'm not with that, dude. I totally agree with you, Jaden. Like, don't get too hype over Russell Wilson. I mean, we saw what he looked like at the end of last year. And also, like... And they'll give him a con- uh, They haven't signed him to a new contract. Um, I assume that they'll give him a new contract, but they're going to with every all the picks. They yeah, for sure. Um, but I don't feel like Russell Wilson, like as he ages, is going to translate as well as a Matthew Stafford or Matthew Stafford or Stafford. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's Detroit, you know, Stafford, you know, love that guy. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to age as well as, like, a Matt Stafford or an Aaron Rodgers. Because, like, I mean, Russell Wilson's play style, it's obvious to everyone. I mean, he's a scrambler, you know? He's not just a sit-in-the-pocket guy and sling it, you know? Like, that's Matt Stafford and that's Aaron Rodgers. So, I don't think, as he ages, that play style is going to translate too well. And he's a short guy. So, it's not like he can be super effective inside the pocket. Um Obviously, Russell Wilson has had a fucking fantastic career, but this is not the Russell Wilson of old. So, 
also coming off of like the worst six games. Like the last six games were probably the worst six games of his career that we just yep. watched. Yeah. So and 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 does he and does he have a better receiving core now? No, he doesn't. I don't. Think and that's so. another. That's the same thing I said with Philly. Why is Denver getting talked about? Is like, like I watched the fucking Instagram reel the other you guys day. Really that was hate like, Portland so. oh yeah, you. I just you guys hate him. He, he okay. He didn't I mean, produce last year. A good he tore receiver, his ACL but... the year before. Like I'm sitting there listening to people say that they're better than Tampa Bay. No, absolutely not. And like, not that Noah, losing Noah Fant really matters, but their tight end sucks too. Like yeah. Russell Wilson doesn't necessarily use tight ends, but it would be nice to have a good one. They don't have that either. He's never had yeah, a good tight end in his career. They got Jimmy Graham. And I mean, didn't do fucking hell, he, jack shit. I was about to say he turned Jimmy Graham into, you know, a replacement level guy. Yeah. So I mean, you just throw it up to Graham and say, "Hey, go catch it." I mean, yeah, that was in the prime. Of, I mean, not it. That was basically in the prime I of mean, Jimmy yeah, Graham's that like, career. That was like a year or two off of like him being arguably the best tight end in the league next to Gronk. Right, exactly. But like, I think okay, they have. Wide receiver I think they, I will say this. I think that they might have the best third wide receiver in football, though. Who's that, Tim Patrick? In... Tim Patrick. Yeah. Mm. I can't I think, think of any off the top of my head. Tyler Boyd, you could definitely have yeah. a conversation about. Um, I mean, Tim Patrick, he's dropped like one Van ball Jefferson, in his career. maybe. Van Jefferson, yeah. That's that's a good one, too. Um, I'm just I'm, – I'm, I mean, they made some moves, but like I'm not sold on anything. The one thing I will say with the Broncos that we haven't mentioned, and this might be my best addition, and it's not really anything that they did. It's just getting a guy that I think is going to finish top five in sacks back in Bradley Chubb um, because getting him back I think is going to be absolutely incredible. Um, you pair him with Randy Gregory, and we're once again talking about a dynamic duo on the outside in this division. Surprise. Um, but I think that getting him back is just going to pay huge dividends for this team. And you've got a guy that you took in the second, or I think it was the second round. Bought, yeah, the last pick of the second round. Benito. Benito. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, He's a, he was like a, a gadget dog in Oklahoma. Like a gadget edge rusher that you can use, and so you got to like create certain packages because he's so bad in run defense that like you literally cannot have him on the field in first and second down. But you can just let him fly at the quarterback. He's kind of like because he's so fast. Okay. Yeah, he. I mean, he really is, and he's like obviously Nicobe Dean's more of like a, he's more of a weak side guy. But when you think of him, you think of like a middle linebacker versus Benito, who's actually like an edge rusher. But he's fast as hell. He's gonna fly he off the line, but he cannot presence. defend the run worth a shit. All right. So, what we feeling for? Uh, let me check the uh, over under win totals. But go ahead and throw your uh, overall grades out, boys. Jaden, start with you. Um. I'm going to have to give it a B plus just because you end the Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, whoever else era, Paxton Lynch, um, Brock Osweiler era in Denver like that. It's finally over. You don't have to deal with going from replacement level to replacement level to replacement level over and over again. You do have your guy. Um, and Randy Gregory's cool too. Like, that kind of surprised me because, like, whenever a team makes a big move like that, like trading for Russell Wilson, you feel like, okay, they're done. Like, they like whether it be like money or assets, you feel like they've got nothing left. They go out and give $70 million to Randy Gregory. Um, I feel like that's a slight overpay. So, you know what? I'm going to give it a B. I'm dropping it down to a B. Who knows if Randy Gregory. Um, yeah, I, 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 have it, I have it as a B as well. Um, I mean, 
Benito was a good pick. I know that they lost, obviously, their first-round pick, so that obviously hurts in the draft. I felt like they made some good moves. I felt like the trade for Russell Wilson was about what I'd expect that you would have had to give up to get Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, but I, I just – yeah, I think the value on both sides was pretty even. I just – I'm not a firm believer in Russell Wilson being able to lead this team to the Super Bowl, and that's what their expectations are with bringing him in, is to bring him yeah. to a Super Bowl in the next two to three years. Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, maybe they'll develop into a really good wide receiver tandem. It remains to be seen. Big Albert O at, uh, at tight end. I mean, what are we going to get out of him? Who knows? But I'm going to go ahead and say this. We're going to play another game of Would You Rather with Javante Williams. Okay, let's do and it. I'm going to go ahead and start with DeAndre do, Swift or Javante Williams. We need to do this more often, by Javante. the way, for the record. This is, kind of, this is yeah, fun. I think this is fun. Um, okay. I saw it on TikTok, and I was like, you know what? I'm bringing this in. We, all right, so what was your first one, DeAndre Swift? Or yep, Javante or Williams? Javante. Jimmy Javante. Yeah, Jimmy Javante. All right, Alvin Kamara or Javante Williams? Kamara. All right. Um, Christian McCaffrey or Javante Williams? Javante Williams. McCaffrey. Are no. we taking injury concerns into it? I mean, you take everything. Yeah. I mean, Javante Williams has only played one season, and he play, he had a half a workload. Give me the guy who can run really well between the tackles without tearing every bone or breaking every bone in the body. Give me that guy. Uh, or the most efficient. Javante or Najee Harris? Najee. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Don't show me numbers. Don't show me highlights. Don't show me anything. I don't want to see it. Okay. I don't I'm care. Still, I'm going to go Javante Williams. Uh, I won't show you anything, anything though. <laughs> All right. And last one for Kane, Antonio Gibson or Javante, Javante Williams. Williams. All right. So we've got him in like the top 10 running backs. You know, right in Which that. is absolutely wild because, like, he's especially since they re-signed Melvin Gordon. I know nobody cares for fantasy. Like, I had him for dynasty. Was so excited about it. Got him like relatively late. I don't know I why they him. keep clinging on to Melvin Gordon. He, it's like it's a leech. Like, I don't understand why they continue. Not only did you know, as a Javante Williams owner last year, not only did it piss me off. Because I was like, you just kept waiting. It's like, all right, cool. We're at week five. Like, when's Javante going to take this over? He's clearly the best running back. Not only that, they bring him back. They bring Melvin Gordon back. And it's yeah, just I like, thought there was no way that they'd bring him back. I was like, okay, well, now, you know, you get to have a guy come in, show him the ropes, take a little bit off his workload, and then his contract expires. Beautiful. And he's gone. Yeah. And they bring him back. But like I said, hopefully maybe. it's a different role this After, year yeah, because Melvin Gordon be. is getting up there. Yeah. And Javante, like, he is a receiving back. Like, he – not a receiving back. Like, that's his defining feature. But he can catch the ball pretty damn good, you know. Um, I will say, like, I think the reason that they brought him back is because of Hackett. Like, I think he's going to be able to – he runs that two running back system pretty well, as evident by last good year. Point. So, kind of like it. Kind of like it. And it seemed like both the A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones were effective last year. Obviously, Aaron Jones wasn't the Aaron Jones of usual, but – both guys were really effective. So, yeah. Um, all right. So, the over-under on the win total is sitting at 10. And they have the easiest schedule, according to strength of schedule, in this division. They are sitting at the middle of the yeah, that's, So that's because, they play, that's because they play the Panthers. They also play the Jets. So, they get the, they get the two from the AFC East and from the uh, NFC South. They get the two easiest opponents 
um, because of where they finished last year. That's why they have the easiest schedule in this division for sure. So maybe like maybe that's why everybody's so high on the Broncos because their schedule is the easiest in that division. I don't know. Well, you would think that they would have two extra wins. I mean, that's basically what you're looking at between the Panthers and the Jets. But I mean, hey, the Jets beat the uh, Bengals last year, so who knows? All right, so the win total, like I said, over under at 10. So, Tyler, I'll lead it off with you, man. Overall grade and over under. Yeah, you know, I was looking at their schedule, and it's like you can definitely find nine, maybe 10, maybe 11 wins on their schedule, which is why I would lean probably to over, but I would say right on that 10. I would say they go 10 and 7 and finish <laughs> crazy. 10 and 7 is going to finish last in this division, but I could see all three of these, t- or, excuse me, all four teams in this division getting to the playoffs. As crazy as that sounds, it could happen. Um, I've got them at 10 and 7, like I said. They're off-season grade, like I said, I gave them a B. I think they did some some stuff outside of Russell Wilson, like Randy Gregory, uh, DJ Jones, obviously uh, drafting Benito I thought was pretty good. But like overall, it, it wasn't anything that like blew me away. And it's nothing that like, you know, how much more is Russell Wilson over Teddy Bridgewater? I, I agree. He might be a two wins, maybe three wins uh, at most. But I don't think he's like, I mean, let's be real. Uh, what do you think? Russell Wilson's going to give them five more wins? They finished with like seven or seven wins last year. I think maybe six wins last year. So if I mean, you're giving them pure wins basis, yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard to say that any quarterback is this many more wins because over, they didn't rely you know, on Teddy but, Bridgewater last year. You know, Russell Wilson's like a top eight quarterback versus Teddy Bridgewater's like top is like bottom eight. Like, I'm not saying that they didn't upgrade. But I'm just saying they're not going to jump to a 13 and four team in this division. I think it's possible. Well, I think that speaks a little bit more to the division than it does to the Broncos specifically. Yeah, but I, I, that's what I'm getting to is like how much how much better is this team now with Russell Wilson? Putting everything into perspective as far as the division that they're in, the, the players that are now around him compared to Teddy Bridgewater, the new coach that's coming in. You know, how much better is this team now with what they've done in this offseason? And I don't know if it's putting them above the Chiefs, above the Chargers, and they're right there with the Raiders. I think the Raiders are, are a better team than the Broncos, and that's how I feel. That, that That's why I have them finishing last, but I have them finishing going 10-7. and seven. You put them in the AFC South, they go 13-4. and four. I 100% agree with you, but if you're trying to tell me that there's not much of a difference between Teddy Bridgewater and Russell Wilson as far as wins go, not going to take In the grand scheme of things, that's what I'm looking at, is like when you look at the whole product and you sit there and boil down and you go game by game and look at the entire schedule – put the other teams in the division there, things that you brought in, how many more wins can he get you? Because that's what it boils down to. I mean, the, the league's based on wins. You're talking about Brandon Staley. If they go eight and nine, he's gone. I mean, no matter how many crazy offensive numbers you put up and no matter how great your team looks, if you don't get the wins, then that's all I that matters at the end of the day. They're, they're going to rely on Russell Wilson a lot more than they ever did Teddy Bridgewater. Like – Teddy Bridgewater. I would agree. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I absolutely, I absolutely. The whole, the whole scheme changes for them. Everything changes on how they're going to run their team for sure. But I just, like I said, I just wonder how many more wins are you going to get? Fair enough. So what's your, uh, what's your grade? I gave him a B. Um, like I said, I thought that they did. Obviously, bringing in Russell Wilson is big. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's not. Um, but outside of that, you know, bringing in Gregory was good. I thought it was a fat contract though um especially but for I, a guy who i think they've tried to it almost had contingencies in his contract in dallas you know it's just 
it's it's the same thing with like some of these other teams in the AFC. Like you're trying to win now, but unfortunately, there's nine other teams in the AFC that are doing the same exact thing. I would say five, maybe six of those are doing better than what you're doing, and that's just the the problem that you're running into. That's what the Titans. You know, we talked about Titans. Unfortunately, they found themselves between a rock and a hard place because it's like, well, we have we have to we've got these contracts, we've got these players that are in win nail mode. We have to do with. We have to win with what we've got. And they felt like their opportunity to win now was going out and get Russell Wilson. So, I mean, if they don't win a Super Bowl in the next three years, then what? It's another quarterback fail, a quarterback swing and miss in Denver, if that's the case. Um, I'll go ahead and I, I like the B. I'll go ahead and slap a B on him. Um, I like Nate Hackett. Like, I like it. I don't love it. Like, it's like, it's. I like it. Like, I can see it working, but like... He, is he a Josh McDaniels? No, and it's uh, in my opinion, it's not really close. Um, but you bring in Russell Wilson, you know, obviously, uh, Randy Gregory like that. Yeah, I'll go ahead and give him a B minus. Yeah, B minus. Where does where does where does the Nate Hackett rank? Where does that rank on the nine co- uh, coaches that were hired this year? I like a probably middle yeah. back. Yeah, like four or five, something like that. Yeah. So would you take him over McDaniel? No. Would you take him over O'Connell? No, I like O'Connell. I would take him over Dougie P, Lovey Smith. McDaniels? Not McDaniels. Brian Dable, I wouldn't take him over. And no. then Eberflus? No. I'm taking Hackett over Eberflus. As a... That's what I'm... I would, uh, I would take him a... over Eberflus and Lovey, and then the Doug Petersons, it's also. Fair enough. All right, uh, but I'll go ahead and go. The over/under on the win total is ten. I will go ahead. I'm gonna. I think it sits right at ten. I agree. It's like, yeah, it's it's hard. They're not as good as the other teams in this division. They're probably the worst team in this division, but it's their schedule. You know, they have the easiest schedule. So, all right, Jaden, what you got? I'm going under, and I'm gonna sit at nine. I'm hell. I might even go eight. Um, I know their schedule is easy, but you want to talk about newness. You have a new quarterback. Yeah. You have a new head coach. You have a new offensive coordinator who, with that head coach, is going to bring a new offensive scheme. You have a new defensive coordinator who that head coach is replacing the head coach that brought the defensive scheme. So you might be with a new defensive scheme. And on top of all that, you just got a new owner, too. So top to bottom, <laughs> things are changing. Um, For the better, though. Yeah, hopefully. But the Chiefs is um, kind of for the worse, you know. But we talked we talked much more glowingly about Kansas City. Um, I, but I, I only gave Kansas City newness, one more win. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I do think Denver finishes last in this division. While they do overall have a better roster than Vegas, I do believe that. I just think that, that there's so much newness in Denver. Like, there's going to be a lot going on there. Um. And I just I don't like this receiving core. I don't like this weaponry as much as everybody's like making it out to be. Everybody makes this out like they're like Tampa Bay when they had A B. Like this is this is an average this is like this is your average NFL receiving room. Mm. No, it's at it's average. Like they're three they're three deep. KJ Hamler is like a solid Mm. four receiver. Like if May if Miko Hardman's a solid four receiver, KJ Hamler's a solid four receiver. And everybody's like Shitting their pants about KJ Hamler and like how good he could potentially be here. I don't care. He's a, like he's second round pick, right? 
think so. Yeah, but I mean, he I think he tore his ACL in his rookie year and then didn't like show much or play at all. Um, I've never been a huge Cortland Sutton guy. I've never really been that big of a Tim Patrick guy. I think Jerry Judy's fine, but if Jerry Judy develops you know, you into a number place. one. Like I, I don't think Cortland well, Sutton yeah, is. A I number mean, one. obviously, I, would... I don't think Cortland Sutton is a number one. Don't get me wrong. Like I think he's a really good number two wide receiver on another really like on, on another team, um, on a Super Bowl team. Can Jerry Judy be a one? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if Jerry, I think Ju- Jerry Judy could be a one. The problem is you've never been able to see the flashes, which kind of hard to hard to not see flashes. But with a slow um, route running wide receiver with bad quarterback play, because the separator, he's like, it's all timing and stuff. And Drew Locke just never had that because he just, he was the big arm guy. So you never got to see that out of Jerry Judy, which is why I don't really have the faith that, like, just off of what I've seen already, I don't know if he can be. With Russell Wilson, that could obviously change because Russell Wilson is a very good football player and is a vet and has played with a bunch of different receivers. So maybe that changes, but I'm just not head over heels about this offense or this team in general. Fair enough. All right. I think that just about does us, boys. So I was going to say, how many, yeah, how, many, real, real quick, how, many, how many teams from this, uh, from this division make the playoffs? Three. Yeah, it's gonna be three. I don't. I say three as well. Yeah, I don't. I think it's gonna be. It's either Denver or the Chiefs that don't make the playoffs, in my opinion. What you think the Raiders have a better chance to make it than the Chiefs? Yeah, I've got the Raiders and the Broncos as being the two teams that that wouldn't make it because I think that you're gonna have two from the AFC North, and then, man, it's gonna be between like. I'm telling you, man, it's tough. Because you got the Dolphins in there as well, you got the Colts and Titans. It's it, yeah. I it's, really like the Dolphins be... at first, but now like after doing all these ranked rank these off seasons, it's like the Dolphins slowly just like, keep falling down. It's the like, AFC man. Yeah. Put, I'm sitting put the here Dolphins like in the with NFC. optimism. I'm sitting here with optimism about the Steelers. I'm like listing all these good things that are working for us. We might be like the 11th best team in the conference. Yep. Like it sucks. <sighs> It's the you Texans, places. the Jags, the Jets, and honestly, the Patriots. I think that's the bottom four. I think the Pats. I think the Pats finished last in the AFC East. I can't remember if I said that in the AFC East episode. I, yeah, I think we. I think I we wanted did. to, but yeah, I think the Pats are going to finish last. The Jet. The problem is hey, Daniels, and I'm starting to retract that. The Jets. The Jets' first eight weeks is like a death sentence. It is. And it's tough. They're too young to be able to handle that that easily and new england on the opposite end you know they can all handle that with bill and all but yeah all right big weekend uh big 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 weekend in boston by the way u.s open tees off tomorrow right outside boston and game six celtics warriors is in boston tomorrow night so boston's gonna be buzzing tomorrow night as far as other yeah let's hope clay thompson and Draymond green don't bitch about uh Fans yelling obscenities. Like, what the fuck, boys? Big Celtics fan over here. Look at this guy. Yeah, you know? Dude, I'm just, I'm tired of, I'm tired of, the Celtics are the better team. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but like, they're more athletic. They, the That's reason the man. Celtics have lost their games is Curry went off one game and then the other, the one game the Warriors had to win at home, which I get, but then the last game, the Celtics just blew it. Yeah. The Celtics. What, how much, their Steph didn't make a three for the first time since like 2018. Like, I know, and they yeah. lost. 
I swear awesome. to God, if Andrew Wiggins wins the finals MVP, I'll have no idea what to do with myself. Dude, I will. I like that. That bust title is is all. Time isn't gone. real. Time isn't real. But dude, honestly, I'm telling you, something about Jason Tatum. I just, I can't, I can't buy in. I just, as like a number one option on a legit championship team, I just can't buy in. I don't know why. I know there are two wins away. Yeah, doing. I know isn't, why. Because you're, because you're bitter that the. That he yeah, could have been a Sixers. I know he could have been a Sixer, and he would have been a perfect f- dude. Imagine putting him with Simmons. No, dude, isn't Jason Tatum still like twenty four? Like, and you're already writing him off. He's nineteen. Jason, <laughs> Jason Tatum is nineteen. Jason Tatum will forever be nineteen. Um, but like, I don't know. There's just something about him that just irks me. Like, Jeez. I just like Jalen Brown like so much more than Tatum, who we also could have had. So. No bias. Jalen Brown's just too turnover. I mean, they're both turnover prone, but like J- Jalen Brown with the ball just gives me a heart attack. Oh yeah, because oh my, like that whole like he's got that dog in him. <laughs> that is a problem at times because he will literally take a dribble, grab the ball, and run into the paint. And that dog sometimes it looks great when it works, but then it's just a ball off the knee or something like that. But, but I just I don't know what it is, man. He does have that dog in him though. Yeah. As mean, far as old dogs are concerned, double double coming up for Mr. Al, Al Horford. He's a tomorrow dog. night calling it. He's hundred percent. The hell, dude! Fuck that guy. I so you know, you know who's you know who's a too bad. It, yeah, I mean Boston is a well, fucking fantastic organization. You go over to Philly, automatically you're just trash. That's so weird. How that well, works. or you know, just tried to pair him with another center, and you know that doesn't work. Hmm. I was gonna you- say, I think. Bobby Will has a case for MVP. All right. If the Celtics were to win, like who who on the Celtics has really like Tatum's had his bad moments, Brown's had his bad moments, Smart's had his bad moments. Williams has been the most consistent player. Father uh, Time Lord, yes sir. All right. Well, that was a nice end of the podcast. Get some uh, get some buckets, you know. For those who made it this long, some, especially on the and audience. some links, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, don't, don't crazy thing. Golf, I was gonna be, I was gonna be at that game, the freaking Dodgers game tonight. Like I, because me and Chloe were gonna go to California. I was gonna go to that game. I could have, I could have watched an almost no hitter, <laughs> and then been sued, yeah. then leave because you're extremely pissed after the no hitters given yeah. up. Now I gotta go watch like the Rockies or something in mm, July. Good luck with that. <laughs> when are you going? Uh, this is completely off topic. When are you going? 13th through the 26th of July. So. Uh, birthday is the 23rd, so if Dodgers are home, definitely hit it up. It's on a Saturday. So. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, making some. I'll be back in Maryland for 4th of July. By We're the way. a multi-sport podcast here, man. Yeah. Despite... We're Blitz Buckets and Bases. <laughs> oh, fuck. That absolutely fucks. Come on, man. That Come name. Oh, shit. Up. All right, we need to end it right there. And 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 and, and, and birdies. No, no, no golf, no golfing. <laughs> no birdies. I like, I like that. But in the mo, like you need to list it off. It needs to come off yeah. the tongue all at once. You know. So I get I get hyped for the majors and with all that's going on with the live. Let's go live, man. Stuff, let's it, go live. It's gonna be. Let's get these. It's gonna be awesome to. Let's get these golfers so their much fucking money, bro. Let's go live. I'm totally all that all that dirty salty money. I'm all in on the live, dude. But like. Fuck it, like, it, like there isn't dirty money everywhere else in the world right now. It's like we want to bitch about that. You're not wrong. <laughs> like, okay, you're not yeah. wrong. You're not wrong. All right. All right. Well, for the Blitz podcast, uh, 
Jaden Kozak, Tyler North, Kane Schwartz signing off. We'll catch you tomorrow. Uh, should be an earlier version tomorrow, uh, not an after hours pod. Uh, so hype to do that, but we'll catch you.